Okay, so there's been a lot going on. We've had, what is it, two lawsuits, two lead developers, two deathmatch maps, two less player, <laughs> two less players in the game, and sadly no or no Overwatch two. And a partridge in a pear tree. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, how far are you gonna go with that? <laughs> There and we another go. Overwatch 2 delay. <laughs> no, perfect. I boxed it. I'm sorry. There you go. There you go. Oh, coming, the remix coming. <laughs> Most cursed holiday oh. song I've ever heard. <laughs> oh, okay. hey, listen, we, we can't give Fitzy and Freeha any ideas because every exactly. time they make a Christmas song, they absolutely kill it. So just wanted to give them mm -hmm. a quick shout out. They always kill it every year with their little Christmas songs. True. Talented folk. Talented folk. Also, am exactly. I like 10 FPS or is it just me? Feels like I'm like 10 FPS. Okay, cool. Just Discord yeah. then. We're good. Yeah, it Back could just be Discord. Discord, I think. It's a little laggy, but good. Like, I, it's enough. It's enough frames. Okay, cool. Okay, mm -hmm. so, yeah. So, there is a lot to talk about. So, yeah, I think Discord is being weird, actually. I can see it now. I see what you mean, Flats. There's a lot to discuss, so let's, let's get quickly to it. But rather than start chronologically, I want to start with the most recent events, because they're the most relevant, perhaps, which was the experimental content creator cup and patch. And of course, we have one of the three creators of it in this call. So I'm going to throw it over to Flats, who has momentarily entered the nether. Uh, sure, there you go. He's back. With us, by the way. Uh, okay, it doesn't work because it shows your guys. Okay, so never mind. I was, trying to, <laughs> I was trying to have you, like, you know, like you have the Discord overlay. I was trying to put you guys on my end, but it, did, it didn't work. It's all good. On all that right. note, Flats, take it away. What do you, like, how do you reflect from your POV on the experimental card and the patch and the tournament? So I actually, uh, it's not out yet. I made a video doing a tier list slash like reflect of like the power balance of, of, of the heroes, as well as before that I did a video of what it was like working with the team and working with Blizzard to make the patch and how much work kind of like went into it. And I can't stress it enough. Um, it was definitely enlightening to see how hard they kind of worked on things. Um, like they were making changes until like 2 3 a.m like it was wild like they were they were going all night long to try to put some of those changes into the game and trying to make sure that they were like kind of what we wanted as well as like after the experimental came out so for those who don't know when the experimental came out like there was a few tweaks that got made because they weren't like totally what we wanted now like sanju i think added like 20 changes after that <laughs> which was not the point but um so i kind of feel bad for them on that part because they had to add all these extra changes but um, it was like a way to like tune everything down <laughs> or tune it to like, you know, it wasn't totally like what you had in mind, you know, like Wrecking Ball. Like for the me, Violet healing, right? Yeah. Like it was like, you know, not totally what you wanted. And like Wrecking Ball for, for me was like, like 10 times faster than ever I, I wanted. Like I wanted more handling and they put more acceleration. So he was, he was unshootable. Like you just couldn't hit him. Like it was not even possible. Mm -hmm. um, so like they were kind of like fixing all that stuff, but it was nice to see like kind of how hard they worked with it. Um, and they were very like upfront talking about like, yeah, we can try to do that. Oh, don't know if we can do that. Like, um, like that might take a little bit extra work. We can make that happen. Just going to need an extra time to like, are you sure that's what you want? Cause you know, like for example, the Arissa hat, you know, like the Arissa hat, I think said it took them like two weeks to get that together or something like oh, that. Really? Wow. Um, just because it wasn't something they had like programmed into the game. Did you cause so another watch it. delay for a hat? <laughs> yeah. For well, a actually, hat? yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah. well <laughs> you know, Leaks. honestly, honestly, huh. um, if you remember the experimental broke the server, like when the, when it came out, it broke. That was actually because of the baby diva melee. It broke the server. Oh, it, wow. it wasn't able to handle it. So when the servers died, it was because of that change. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, it was a lot of fun to do, and I hope we do more of them. Uh, I think there will be more of them. Um, you know, tournaments honestly bring out the best parts of Overwatch. Um, and well, I'm, I'm going to stop there because I'm not I'm not sure how much further I can go. I'm just going to like leave mm. it at that, you know, but I, I, I do think we're going to get more. And this is always like I had a lot of fun doing it. I hope that other streamers and other creators get to do their own. I hope that some of these changes um, actually get looked at like legitimately as possible changes because right. I also had a vi <laughs> we also had a video. I also had another video where I, I put out that I was like, I put some realistic changes within the wacky changes because we we're told to make it April Foolsy, but also like certain heroes could use certain adjustments, and I feel like you know those could actually be in the game. So I always I submitted actually a second document to them. I was like, hey, like you know, you should also take a look at these changes. These ones are actually serious, and yeah, thanks for all your work. Appreciate it, you know. And uh, <laughs> that was like kind of like my experience with it. So I hope. I guess we'll see, but I hope that uh, we'll see some changes um, going forward. Yeah, I want to quickly disclaimer here before I, I head to the guest that there are there's obviously clearly information that Flats is under legal agreement to not uh, necessarily talk about, and there's also a call coming up on Thursday with creators that uh, I want to just let everyone know right now because you know chances are it's around 3 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. So you UK see everybody time. disappear. Don't panic. Yeah, if all your favorite <laughs> or watch streamers disappear, it's not because you know. Don't don't get your dead game screenshots out. Basically, we just uh, we'll be having a call with the devs, which is great to hear. Uh, but we can't talk about it, which is why we decided to do the podcast before that, so that we're not you know privy to information we can't speak on. Now yeah. on that, Frito Samito, any any of you guys want to vibe on the experimental card? I got so much I'd like to say. So uh, I want to take my turn appropriately here. I, I think talking about the balance is always interesting because <clears throat> like the more I watched the tournament, the more I remembered so much about the game. And obviously like it's one thing for us to all get in a call and agree on like the main tank is foundational to the game. It's another thing to see it and, and have it again in the game that actually matter. Uh, there's some byproducts to that. I can go back and forth on the pros and cons of that and maybe discuss that further. But I also want to talk about the tournament experience in comparison to the game we normally play because ultimately to me i love talking about balance and maybe like i bias too much towards it just because i'm interested in it but really i more so hate ranked i really really yes. hate ranked i've hated ranked bad, for years and and the problem with me for ranked if i go on my little journey here okay like i'm not that good of a player but I have put in the work to improve my knowledge of the game and my, you know, my role playing and whatever to get to high ranks. And it still sucked. So I'm like, why would I do this in order to play with less friends? That is the opposite of the thing I want to do. So then I'm washed and whatever. And I've been in Masters-ish for a while, for a year and don't really care and play with friends and, and whatnot. And that's kind of better, but still not good. Like, it just sucks. So playing in a tournament like this is like a dream come true for me and just smacks me in the face of just how good Overwatch can be. And I'm sure when we when we get more to like SVB talking about his experiences as well, like us coming together as a team in that very short amount of time we had to go from not really understanding positioning and pathing and teamwork, to be honest, like on the whole as a team, still working that out on day one, and then, you know, scrimming Flats' team, just getting beat into the ground, just pummeled horrifically. Like, I'm trying to take Sorry. Lucio duels, and your, your sniper just turns and headshots me. I'm like, oh, okay, well, I'll let me just sit the fuck down real quick. Uh, but going from that, right, to, to not really being ready, to then 
we matched up immediately. We, we beat our, our first match, but our second match matched immediately against Solaris, the team that won the whole thing, and we nearly took a map from them. We were 0 0.5 seconds away from stealing a map from a tier two, pro, uh, mostly pro team. And that's like such a eye-opening experience to me. And it, and it reminds me of so much stuff that I'm putting in the video uh, that's going to be recapping this in like shorter form. But it would like I never really had good evidence for me to explain why I hate fair matchmaking. Fair matchmaking puts you up against like-minded or, or, or like-skilled players, so you never learn. So ranked feels like hell for everyone all the time. And you always think, well, this is my teammate's fault, whatever. But then you go up against a tier two pro and you're like, oh, my Lucio movement isn't as good as I thought it was. <laughs> Maybe I deserve to be in masters. Cause you know, I get like forgiving, give me some VOD reviews, showed me this, you're doing this wrong. And I'm like, oh shit, man, I'm, I'm leaving SV down the river. I'm using amp too early and like all these things. And you only really learn that when you have to be accountable to your team. Overwatch is a team-based game and everything you do affects your team. But you don't learn that playing with randoms because you don't know if you'll ever play with them again. And you just and everyone just is in this state of ignorance all the time. Whereas you get in a team and especially playing against better players, you immediately know, oh, this guy's in my spawn and I could vault streets above us looking into the doorway. Like, how do you deal with that now? It's not like what SR am I going to get and eventually get to and how much output generally do I have? So I'm vaguely at the right SR. No, there's a guy in your spawn. What do you do? Sorry, I'm pounding. I'm getting really emotional about this. But like, no, I this love is it. serious shit to me because it's the difference between viewing the game as a team game where it's like, how do we work together versus I deserve more stuff for me because I'm a solo player and I play COD and like every game should feel like Call of Duty. So the it, it makes me upset because I've been shouting this since day one, right? And it's just more and more time, I, I get more passionate about it and finally being able to... Uh, take part in something like this where there's limitations on how many insane pros you can have on a team. I mean, Solaris kind of sneaked in Muma there, who's like a retired pro, but still kind of a pro. So I think that's kind of cheating it a little bit, but that's fine. Whatever. Uh, like, and, and we, as you know, rank Scrandies can go in there and learn so much about the game in days. And it's so much better. It's just, it's just better. Why is that not the game? Why is the ranked BS thing, the game? That's my rant. I'm sure you guys have plenty to say, but <laughs> Well, oh, I want to take it to I, Sam first. Go ahead. Sam. Abs absolute plus one um, on, on what Frito said, obviously. I remember I remember in 2018 going on your channel, Frito, and you and I talked. This was one of the first times we talked. And back then I was much more of a hardcore player than I am now, obviously. Um, but, you know, playing in this experimental tourney, it really – it gave me hope, but also broke my heart because I know that that is what Overwatch is. I know that Game of the Year Overwatch is is what that tournament was. And it's kind of like when you get a taste of something that you once loved that kind of went sour. And you just remember what was or what could have been. And it was true. For the first time since roll queue really i put that game down craving more and not 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 been banking on roll queue but scrims in contenders like early 2020 when it was prime double shield may tonzo zen burp zen bap with eight second immortality field that wasn't the game i fell in love with right that was connect four that was not chess and for the first time in since 
even goats meta really like goats was very chessy it just was the characters involved like cooldowns just completely outweighed mechanical skill on the entire <laughs> dps hero pool but there was still like the cooldown exchange for the first time since original dive season five or six mechanics had high impact decision making had high impact and cooldown management had high impact and all three of those things checked and balanced each other in a very healthy way the core fundamentals of the game were what they once were. And now, one thing that I want people to pay attention to is you might have seen like a lot of wacky abilities, right, and fun things, but the reason why that tournament was so much fun and that was the true essence of Overwatch was because fundamentally, as Frito kind of mentioned, the main tank role actually being important and playing like it once did, the fundamentals of the game of how you set up for fights, how fights progress, like, it's been a long time since my mental like what made me like really pretty good as a player was my ability to read fights and see seven or eight decisions ahead in order to win right and in ranked it's just like you're smurfing with that when you get a good team who can do these things but in that tournament like when we played solaris we went down 2-1 like my brain overloaded for the first time in a very long time, like my brain yep. over, like I couldn't process everything at once. And like, as matches went on, I started to be able to process more. And I left that match thinking not, well, they picked Brig, damn it. Like this is, this is like, I, what can I do to that? Like there was one fight where Muma charged me out of EMP after we collapsed on a target on a fight we should have lost that we started to turn. And then my brain was like thought five things at once trying to adhere to like how we could win. And my thoughts got colluded. Muma all of a sudden is on me and I'm just dead. And I, I look back at that. I'm like, man, like for the first time I want to play more so I can see what happens in those massive chain of events that make Overwatch Overwatch. I didn't feel like any, any character had an inherent advantage on the other. It just felt like how you played dictated the entire game. And it was beautiful. It was played by it was, up, by the way. That yeah, no, dude. He, he's a very under. He's always been an incredibly underrated player. I love Muma. What a great everyone great, in this podcast dude, was stoned by Muma, by the way. Everyone yeah. was firsthand. Yeah, it's just, it's just. I really, really hope that the Overwatch team takes a look at how that tournament played, how everyone is saying this is the core experience that made us fall in love with your game, and I really, really hope that we consider not only doing it more, but finding a way to consistently apply formats like that so that everyone, everyone that's loved Overwatch can just jump in and queue into that. That is the true experience of Overwatch. Not all these Roadhog players, Insulocking Hog in 222, a hero that just does not work in 222 at all. And immediately your whole team, team synergy is screwed because you all have to play individual duelist heroes instead of like actual coordinated team play, which made this game phenomenal. Flats, flats. Anything to add? Um, sure. Because we were talking about like the tournament experience, I can I can do mine mm -hmm. really quick. Um, <clears throat> first off, for for anyone that's new, especially because I feel like there's a lot of a lot of old guard Overwatch people have kind of left at this point, and a lot of new people that might have been their first tournament they've ever seen. <sighs> and going on beyond that, they do not understand. Even if they watch Owl, maybe it doesn't get said that often anymore, but the hardest and most important role, arguably, in Overwatch is the main tank role. And this tournament really highlighted that, and, and that's why, you know, it, everything relied on you playing synergistically with your teammates as well as making plays. Like, 
there there wasn't you just picked Brig and you won, like you said. Like there 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 was no like oh you felt like you got cheesed by X hero just you know doing whatever they wanted. You ha were fully accountable for everything you had to do. Like for example, I'll just come out and say it. Like I actually think we lost to Solaris because I because I got outplayed. Like I think if if I played better versus Muma, I think we win that tournament actually. And not every, like some people will say like, oh, but you played well. Like there could have been a Maywall here, or you could have played was, like. There may was there's always yeah, more. Like, there's always yeah. more. There always way, is. You know, like to me though, you know what I mean? Here, like to me, that it's very rare because if I queue up right now, right, and they go break fucking Zen, and I have <laughs> Lucio, like Lucio Mercy, and, and we pick Hog Ball, uh, Tracer, uh, Echo, right. Basically, if you're the tank player playing ball or or even if you play hog in that aspect, because you there, what else the fuck are you gonna play, yeah. right? Because the the Arisa isn't that great with a sigma right now, um, unless you have like bat, because you know the shield's really thin. But like you know, like it's double shield is good, but it's at the same time it's not as dominant as it once was. Honestly, hog comps just fucking break the shield faster, anyways, so it doesn't really matter. Plus, what's the point? Like you just shoot at the hog and he gets thirty three percent less or whatever the fuck it is less ult charge on him anyways so you don't even get rewarded for shooting the hog so there's not even like a point to shooting him until you can just burst him as a six man so you just leave him alone you try to kill the zig the the zen and and, and break ah, jokes on you you're dead uh, like you just you're just there's there's like sometimes there's genuinely you feel like you, there's nothing you can do but the tournament was different mm -hmm. uh I could have tried to uh like for example i actually i went through and watched and like talked about my thought process on some of them we actually lost um, Nepal Sanctum. It was 99 to 99. We were, there was two misplays. One where I called Mumu was one in our spawn and our Anj and someone else walked by him to go help point because we were, because they had point first. So there was a 4v2 on point, but Mumu got both the megas on our side and then looped back at full HP and flipped the fight as I got there. So that was one. We could have prevented that. And two, I tried to bait because I I was the only person with an ult on our team with Shatter. I tried to bait cancel Shatter Muma because my my analogy with it was I pinned at Muma, I would cancel last second and then slam and then get him, his Lucio, and, and Namora. And that would win us the fight because like it was starting to go against us again. He didn't fall for it. Like the bait didn't work. That one play could have won us the map. And it's like, it's crazy. You can look at like these moments and certain things and you can pick them like, yes, I either, I could have made a better play here or no, they made a better play than me here. They, I didn't get cheese on this. I could have done this before. They could have done this before. I, we could have done this two steps before. There was like, there's so many other answers, but there's so many things to look at. Like, and you're being held accountable for your plays. It's not, oh, Zen just five orbed me from across the map with a discord orb yeah. and Bray sat next to him. So there was no way I was going to kill him anyways. Like, can like, I, can it, I make it accountability was huge. Yeah. Can I, can I ask, like, so the way I, I think what you just said is really, really important. And I'm going to, I want to try to like phrase it because Frito always helps me with this. Like the way I phrase things can be kind of like confusing. Like yours is mm -hmm. clear, but like, have you ever seen the movies where they explain or any storyline where they explain how there's all these kind of different outcomes in the future and they have like a tree that splits and splits and splits and splits continuously until there's like literally hundreds of different possibilities that could happen. You yeah. know what I'm talking about? How like there's like kind of like lines. butterfly effect. Like timelines. Yes, butterfly effect. Thank you butterfly so much. Effect. That tournament had the butterfly effect with how you can make plays. But whenever heroes like 
Bap and Brig are played so consistently with immortality field and stuff like that, heroes like that tend to set the outcome or drastically reduce the amount of decisions that can have impact because Brig right now, the way she heals is just so enormous, right? And the way she can do all these things are so enormous, it drastically limits that tree. For the first time in a really long time, that tree of the butterfly effect was just enormous like there's so many different things that could happen and all of those things can happen from the smallest decision i think that's what you're describing is that and it just it's just beautiful because once mm -hmm. you start to learn it you're like holy shit this learning curve is almost infinite it's undefined yeah. like you can't and that's what made overwatch so beautiful there was no skill ceiling it was just crazy right mm -hmm. and that's that's really what that felt like sorry to cut you off flats but i, I like that i feel like that's no, such an important point that it, we really should hammer it home. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. So, Flash, is there anything else you want to add before I kind of want to... I want to no, bring no, something you're, as well. you're good. I think I, I've said my yeah. piece. Good, good. Because there's, there's a lot of compounding factors I kind of want to acknowledge here. There's a lot of things that came together to make... And I also concur with you guys. It was it was an incredibly fun experience. The most fun I've had playing Overwatch, I don't even know in how long, uh, playing in the tournament. But there's a few compounding experiences. So one, we, we talked about just the fact that we were playing in teams instead of the the hell that is ladder, as Frio spoke about. Also, the thing that you guys saying, the main tank balance. But I think just generally balance being radically different and the game being kind of new in a way, right? Like we were playing and we were all kind of like, everyone kind of going into the tournament hadn't really scrimmed long enough to really know what would work and what wouldn't work. We had ideas. And we're kind of mm -hmm. like, I think this is strong. I think this is strong. And I think we can run it like this. But being able to go into a game and kind of feel it out and, and feel it out mid-tournament and be like, okay, I think we should run like this, guys. We should run like this. That was another really understated, underrated aspect of why it felt so good. Is that, you know, we've harped about it before, but having radical balance changes or at least just the game feel different rather than... I feel like what we've almost accepted for the last 18 months is like, okay, well, you'll get like a 5% change here. Some guy got 25 HP there, 50 HP here. Like this cooldown is, is a second less. And those are good for like tweaking the fine balancing of heroes. But I think when we don't get these like shakeups of the game, it starts to feel very stale. And then we don't really get that childlike excitement that Christmas brings us. You know, when we want to play, we want to play with an exciting game, right? So there's that element too. But I do want to now dwell a little bit on the team play aspect of it because again, to devil's advocate, I know there's a lot of people who are going to watch this and say, well, actually, I don't enjoy Rush Meta. You guys are kind of biased. You know, you got, you know, we've got multiple tank players here, uh, people who enjoy the Rush meta, so you guys are kind of like biased, but regardless of your feelings on the Rush meta or not, and I know Sam, I can already see, I can already tell by that breath, Sam is like kind of gearing up to be like, no, 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 it's about autonomy, it's about reward for your decisions, it's about characters not being broken, but whatever you're, wherever you land, I think on that side of the spectrum, I do really want to hammer on the, the point that Frida was making earlier about this is what the game is supposed to be. And I, I'm kind of, I feel like we've almost been desensitized for 18 months to accept solo queue, hog lock, DPS priority passing, you know, everybody, everybody just play for yourself or watch. To, you know, myself included, because I've railed for, for the longest time about like, no, let's bring like team elements, you know, put stacks in against solo queues. Like, I don't care if you're a solo queue player, you should learn how to play the teamwork game. But over time, I kind of mellowed on it because I was like, well, that's not what most people want. People just want to solo queue. They just want to do whatever they want. But playing this tournament again, I'm like, yeah, but that's such a worse version of the game. Like, that's such like an inferior version of the game that like, even if you realize that fully compared to realizing a team play Overwatch fully, 
It's like night and day, and I... I just, yeah, I'm just gonna leave that point hanging and, and feel out what you guys have to say, because I really think, like, they don't even compare. The team Overwatch is what yeah. we need to push. I'd use more brutal language and just say it isn't the game. It's just, it's trying to be a different game altogether. And the sad thing is when you get like, you know, we have had a teammate uh, who's a plat player and we're trying to explain like, well, you've played like that. You make these mistakes because you're used to your tank never capping the point. So you as the healer think you have to play, cap the point. And there's just so many, there's like your overwatch as a channel is like just filled with videos about stuff like that. And it's funny to me sometimes because, uh, when I advocate for like stability in the game and whatnot, a lot of people say, well, you make all your videos on how crazy the game is. Like, no, no, you don't understand. I just want, want it to be a good game. I don't need content. I'm going to have something to talk about. I talk nonstop. You've heard me on these shows. Like I'm not <laughs> struggling to talk. Okay. Like I don't need them to balance it badly to give me something to criticize. That's not what I'm looking for. I ever was looking for. So uh, like, uh, I didn't really get to comment on the balance thing. So I just like sneak in a little thing here. I'm a little torn on it because I don't, uh, on one hand, I don't, I wouldn't, uh, want to see moira may mirrors for like a year yeah but at the same time we have like main tanks were, have just been brutalized as a as a concept of the game seemingly to be like you don't need one because it's a shooter game enjoy just do what you need to do to be, play like a solo player in overwatch and it's like but that's not the game where you made that's just not the game you made so it plays worse and, and having played th there's no excuse for an yeah. April Fool's patch to play better than Overwatch does. That, One, there's no excuse for that. I think, I think well, we're not making a big enough deal about how stupid that sounds. Where we're like, <laughs> oh, oh, like a ma main tanks are good for the game? Well, mind blown. Who could have thought that? But it, it's like so yeah. obvious. Yeah. Okay, sorry, go ahead. Play. Flats, what do you want to say? I, just, I, I mean, I want you to go, but I just wanted to throw in one thing really quick because you actually made a really good point about the plat players. If you... And, and I have become a little bit more in tune with the casual Overwatch community as much as it sometimes pains me. Um, for example, I, I've been trying to experiment with TikTok because I think it's a very, if not the most explosive platform to grow on. Uh, I had this one or two, just like the Mercy changes and stuff, and being, seeing people just lose their mind at like Moira and Mercy are the same hero, just delete the character, stupid devs, blah, because they don't know it's an experimental. They just, they just ramble whatever nonsense comes out of their mouth. But... But here's the real kicker. They believe, most believe, that Ryan Zarya is the strongest tank line in the game. And that is from bronze to plat. Maybe around diamond, they get a fucking reality check. So what happens to those players who actually think they can want they want to get good and they actually want to play the game, you know, and and, and like put a lot of hours in? And they decide to play the role like the main tank, or they play Zarya, and they're looking for a Rhine, and then they realize, past, like, Masters, that's not real. That doesn't exist. There's just a disconnect. So uh, there's such a heavy disconnect between the two. Imagine you put in uh, uh, 500 hours to learn Rhine, right, or learn Zarya, and then you got to Masters, and they went, yeah, what the hell are you doing? Pick Hog, pick Ball. Pick Sigma, pick Arissa, and you had no clue what you're doing. You know what ends up happening? You get the 3,800 hard-stuck Rhine player in your game who picks Rhine. You have Rhine Hog as your, as your tank line. The Rhine is dead on cooldown, and the Hog is in fucking Narnia. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's why your games suck across the board, because there's no longer a connection between high ranks and low ranks. They, they don't even play the same thing anymore. Like, it's not even close. 
It used to be high ranks played like goats, right? Low ranks would play Ryan Zarya, uh, Lucio, Ana Moira, or some shit. You know, like just some wild shit, like some some crazy, like not real goats concepts. There's not even a like a semblance of a connection anymore between the two levels. Like, if you are if you weren't were weren't already high masters or GM. I don't even think it's possible for you to get there anymore unless you, you get all the way there and then learn a whole different set of heroes and then climb even further. Mm-hmm. I think can we're I all add, stuck here. Can I add on to that about what specifically is the reasoning for that? Sure. And I hate to sound like a broken record, but here there is go. one Uh-oh. character primarily that is accountable for that entire disconnect, and that is Brigida. That is what happens when you have a hero in the game that changes how it's fundamentally played and when it's bad at low ranks, but God tier at high ranks, right? Because again, I, I say this all the time, and Frito, to, to your point about the April Fool's patch being better than the live game, uh, how is there a disconnect on that? There, there have been people saying that they just get listed as DPS whiners by the very educated community. We've yeah. been saying this for literal years, right? And unfortunately, People just thought we were complaining to complain. DPS whiners? Have you yeah. seen what Break does to Winston? You ever seen the yeah, Aspen? That's clip? my point. That's what I tell people. I'm what like, look, it's worse. For they're like, well, you. They're like, well, you play Doomfist, Samito. That's all you want. I'm like, do you want to know why I learned Doomfist? Because it was the only flanker that could answer freaking Break and Bap. Sam, that's Sam, the only you know why they the think Break is bad. Because Ryan shits on Brig at close range. Yeah. They've been playing Ryan. Yeah. Ryan's good against Brig at close yeah. range. Yeah. Oh so, my god. Just so there's like there's like multiple elements to this that I kind of want to because I think they're kind of slightly two different due to two different areas we're touching on. One is that disconnect that Flats talked about, which is very apt about how when one character is played correctly, as Samito saying basically, Brig, it can kind of suddenly flip a meta on its head. Because when you get into lobbies where someone knows what this character is doing, suddenly all these other characters stop working. Mm-hmm. So there's that element, but there's also the element. ranks at all. Yeah, Sorry, exactly. Because again, yeah, because again, if when that character, it's kind of like I guess Bastion, right? It's like Bastion is a viable pick until everyone learns how to counter him, and then suddenly he drops off the face of the earth. It's kind of like the reverse of that with Brig, right? Where it's yeah. like when nobody knows how to play it, it, this character doesn't even make sense. It's like, well, of course, that's just dumb. But when someone when someone suddenly in the lobby is like, I can play this character, it changes the whole dynamic of the game. But I think the other thing that we want to, I think Frito was alluding to, and correct me if I'm wrong, Frito, is that you know you made the point about Cupcake. Cupcake was our teammate in the uh, tournament, um, and myself as well. What I realized during the tournament when I was trying to improve is that everything that I was doing wrong was everything that Solo Q taught me. Basically, everything that I was doing was like everything that I every mistake I made was because I didn't trust my teammates. Right, like so when I'm playing main tank, it was like, you know, we were kind of vaudevilleing it in between games. We were talking about it. It's like SCB, you you gotta you gotta stand this ground here. Like you gotta stay here. Like you can't back up. And I was like, yeah, but if I if I stay here, I'm gonna die. And it's like, no, no, I'm gonna DM you, dude. I'm gonna DM you. Like, don't worry, I'll DM you when you do that. And it's like my, or for example, when I was playing monkey and we we were scrimming against a team running like Reaper Cassidy, and my team was like, no, you just gotta go, dude. You just gotta go and run on them. And in my mind, because I've been playing solo queue for like years. This is literally the first scrim team experience I had. In my mind, I'm like, well, I see a Reaper and Cassidy in solo queue. I'm not going there. I'm not going to run up against those guys. That would be like suicide. I get flashbang deleted and my team will flame me and like, what the hell? But in this comp, that's what I need to do because I need to trust that my teammates will be there. They'll give me the DM. They'll give me the healing. And then I make space for them and then we win the fight. So it's like, as Frida was saying, I'm not even playing the game anymore. It's, li- it's two different games, right? So there's the disconnect of the hero balancing and how heroes are played. 
but also just the disconnect of solo queue versus what team overwatch is where it's like i'm playing solo queue winston and i'm playing how to, i'm learning how to play for myself but that's not overwatch that's not how the actual foundation of it works so go ahead frito take it over yeah i, I think you said it pretty well man um I can give my own um, experiences and whatnot, but the the thing that I guess irritates me is that when they expect one balance patch to work on both ends, and I've you know this is something I've said a million times that you just you can't expect that, and uh, we're supposed to be recapping the year, so uh, <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, you're right. Sam did say a I mean, trigger word for me. Are that... yeah, I, I, yeah, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> what I'm next going to say could be a rant that I'm going to truncate. Sam said the my my turn on word format. Okay, so I'll just insert <laughs> format go, right here. Go, we need it if we go because the the truth is, if you have a format like we have, which is casual free pick or whatever you want to call it, quick play. The, the, uh, we have a quick play format where it's like swap to whatever you want. We're going to be doomed to these singular metas. Generally speaking, it, it is the thing, be especially when you have two radically different styles of play. Where SV's what he's discussing is like. What should I do when I have the diva player from Goats? You know, the team that invented yeah, Goats? Yeah, yeah. That guy. Remember that guy that, like, helped the Goats team go in and counter everything? Need a pretty good diva for that when Who are you trying to play Genji against you and whatnot? To e eat it, right? And be insane. Yeah, that guy can DM you, right? Like, and make you feel invulnerable as you go in. That's an entirely different thing to do things properly as opposed to what Rank does teach you, which is every man for himself. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Completely. It's just not the same game. And so how do yep. you balance for that? And, and my answer is you need a format change that's structurally going to handle different levels of play and different levels of, of team play as well. I don't know what that is necessarily. I always bring it up every single show. But the, the fact is, like, I, I, I get somewhat frustrated with, with us having, like, one answer to every problem, which is, well, we'll just rebalance it again. We'll rebalance the whole thing. Rebalance the whole thing. Well, it's like it's, we're just shuffling the deck over and over again. Um, and I think it's provable that certain things are just foundationally better for Overwatch than others, like main tank play, for example. It, you know, I watch a game like CSGO, buy the AK every time. It, like, if you got the M4, you see an AK on the ground, you pick it up, it's better. But that's okay, because it, like, is the game. And then, and then like, the, the snipers are good along. It's just, like, you know what the competitive game is. And th that's usually what I try to push for for Overwatch. So uh, it, it makes it impossible to properly teach anything as well as someone who, who tries to take these concepts and apply them to a learning player, we're at the point now where I can't teach anything because I don't know what the game's going to be in a week, right? So so yeah. like Overwatch 2, I have no idea what to teach. How do, I, how do I teach you? I can barely teach you this game because they don't keep it consistent ever. And, and like we're saying, we, we, we've gone from main tanks being important to what Flats is describing. Main tanks are literally countered as a concept at higher tiers. That's why I think people don't understand because at those lower ranks, uh, to describe the, the skill floor, skill ceiling problem here a little bit to elaborate on this balance point, like the lower rank you are, I'd say, the more your character has to be like naturally durable without needing to put much in. So having a guy that's a shield versus like if you're in gold and they pick Sigma, well, he doesn't manage a shield and he's just like, he doesn't eat at the right time, whatever. It's like a very uh, more skill intensive anyway. Like the floor has a higher skill intensity to it as opposed to just, I have extra armor and a shield. Like that's easier for them to play and just toss that at there. But once you once you actually learn the game, then the the whole concept of tanking in general gets countered, and and they just haven't really rectified that until you know your boy Flats comes in with the main tank mega buff patch. And the crazy thing that I thought with this 
with, with all you guys saying, like, I, I basically agree. I'm like, why didn't we hear anybody really complain at how broken these tanks are? Like when I was playing D.Va in our scrims, I was like, this is ridiculous, Flats. What did you do? I'm like flying at a faro from miles away. Like, like it's way too broken, right? But it's playable. That's what that's what I keep trying to tell everybody. It's not about like pick rates. It's not about diversifying all the cast all the time. You should think about playability first. That's that's my opinion as a competitor. Other other people are more casual with it and just want to see the the car the deck shuffled. But I think that's like not a long term viable way for Overwatch moving forward. And I'm concerned because we haven't heard anything about the word format yet. Right? We we lost the tank. It's like oh well, it's more of a shooter game. So that that looks like it's more of the things we're kind of saying are kind of an issue right now and and like yeah you'll get some casual players to come in like oh i'll stop playing apex this weekend let's play this shooter game game overwatch and it's not going to feel like a big enough difference right it is kind of i, I don't want to see us losing what makes overwatch unique which is a lot of what we saw in the experimental card okay i, I tossed around a lot of things i don't know we're kind of like machine gun in these transition the conversation right, here off of frito to you mentioned something there that I think we're recapping 2021. This is probably one of the most important things that we should talk about. What do we think about the game going to 5v5? Right? Because there's been a lot of talk. I don't want to. Does anyone else want to say anything else first? Sorry to as, go to their SVB, but I feel like that'd be a really solid transition to. Yeah, yeah, talk yeah. About. Let me let me change. I was going to just add one thing to what Frito said, which yeah, is just ahead, a single ahead. point, which is that I, I kind of said this in a video that I haven't released yet, but for the main tanks to be viable they had to be broken like that was a sad indicate like you know what's the word indication of of their state like flats had to giga buff rhine for the character to not get shit on and that i think is kind of where we're at basically but anyways carry on i think well, i think you're right to close range in nature they don't do five things at once they walk yeah, this yeah. way they're good at holding that spot and that's it they don't also shoot from miles away pull you all together have a mini ult and an ult and a thing that cancels an ult no, 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 no. they got a shield and a body and they throw it at good places you press w in the right spot that like that's what a tank is interactionally speaking i mean i don't know if that's a word but with, with the rest of the game and no matter what that always feels somewhat fair to play against even with how broken diva was or we got Emong spawn trapping us jumping <laughs> on Anubis, like Brocket jumping into our yeah. spawn. I'm like, even that, even that, it like it, it as broken as that looks, like the the structure of the team fight, which which Sam kept saying, still makes sense. That's the thing. Yeah. We actually had structured team fights. The tanks were broken, but we're playing Overwatch is the point. Mm -hmm. And yeah. and that definition matters more to me than seeing like the pick rates of Hog. I think we look at those yeah. Hog pick rates, but there would be a, an emergency rebalance patch because Hog never got picked. I was like, I looked at the Hog change. I'm like, <laughs> he's never going to get played yeah. in this tournament. Right. But, but like, what does that tell us about the game? Right. Like all of a sudden there's no Hog and Zen well, Brig getting played. Man, all of a sudden it's feeling pretty good. It's kind of weird how that yeah, goes. Yeah, isn't that crazy? This, and this do you brings know us what that's Go ahead. You had, you had. Go ahead. Okay, I was going to say, leading on to what, what you were trying to take it, which is that this leads us nicely into the question of 5v5, because one of the ethos that we've ostensibly been given with Overwatch 2 is we want everybody to be viable, right? Like we want, hey, Bastion has a little niche here, you know, like you can play Bastion and you can play this. And, you know, people said, well, if we don't have two tanks, how will we counter a Farah Echo in the sky if there's no D.Va, you know, blah, blah, blah. No, no, it's fine. Everyone will be viable. And so that's the dream. And I, I can buy into the dream, but is that... Cong like is that not incongruous with this idea that like there should be a stable Overwatch? Like, can any how can everyone really be viable? And then it's not just like everyone is the same shooter character. So, Sam, can I make one quick point about what Frito yes. said previously? Yes, one yes, quick, absolutely. I'll keep it really, really brief. 
And to make Frito's point even more, you know, shine through, that just goes to show you, even with main tank Reinhardt doing 400 damage to Shatter, D.Va having four-second boosters, all of these things, when the other heroes in the game that do everything at once, I hope people start to understand just how good it is when you put DLC heroes in the game that do all of those things at once. The numbers, like, you have to buff the numbers on other characters that much to get them to compete with heroes like Bap and Brig, who heal and peel at the same time, Sigma, who has ranged poke, shield at the same time, and a grasp, and a stun, Arissa, they, these, these heroes, notice how they're always in the tank and support role too, by the way. Maybe aside from Echo, but because Echo can copy the tank and support role. Uh, <laughs> but... That just think about that. It took that much to get the game back to the core because the other characters that are DLC fundamentally do everything at once, just breaks the game. That's all I want to say on that before we go in there too much. I, but I, 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 you made me think of something I think is, might help explain this as well, uh, a way that uh, might articulate this more accurately. But like, it's not well defined in like the public consciousness in Overwatch, like the later stages of a fight, like clutching and turning a fight. And when you mm -hmm. play against a mostly tier two team like Solaris, like we did, it's like all of a sudden it's like, I thought we were winning. I booped two off the map. Oh wait, they're regrouping and they're using this ground. Now we're getting shot and we died. Like like the, the, the late clutch factor yes, of the fights perfect. matters so much in Overwatch that if your character can do multiple things, you all of a sudden are a bigger force because you're getting value from that position. Like, it's one thing to be like, all right, we're in the break of the fight, as I like to call it. We're all grouped up together. We run in together. This heals that. This, you know, I need help from this player to get value. But then once you, it starts to, like, divulge into clutch factor, the more flexibility you have, the more viable positions you'll have when turning fights. As opposed yeah. to feeling like we, we did in old Overwatch, Oh, I'm a Winston against a Tracer at the end of a fight. I better run. As opposed to Sigma, who's like, oh, I'm going to huddle back and you better not come or I'll one-shot you. Ha, ha, ha. I'm a tank who does everything. <laughs> right? Like, that's that's the difference of, of these characters in this playstyle. Because regardless of how OP D.Va was or whatever, still shoot her in the back. She's really big. You can hit a lot yeah. of things. It's like, like, like all these things, it just made me flight. realize... Yeah, there's a lot of ways you can still interact with it and punish it when I think that also says a lot to the mega anti-tank kit in the rest of the game that still exists, particularly like like DPS stuff. Like, you know, I mean, don't get me started on May and yeah. we buffed Sombra in this patch and all, all this, but like there's a lot of ways to just look towards a tank and be like, no. But if you're a tank that has like a, a machine gun attached to it, like in the normal game, then it's like, oh, I'm hacked, but I have fortify and I shoot. So it's like, doesn't matter. You, you got to be lose, really careful. Lose, you lose the abilities. You lose the fundamentals and not the, the actual player. Right. And, and, and that's kind of the difference. If they balance towards being able to do everything, then you're going to be more viable later on in the fight, which is like a super complicated point. But I, I hope that kind of help make sense. It's yeah. For people. Think about yes. Because it's it not makes just a lot the poke of... stage of the fight, a double shield rolling you or, or hog ball or whatever. It's like, what options do they have later on? Do they have to regroup or can they go back in? And that's a really big deal to the game. Yeah, no, that, that all makes absolute sense. And I'm just going to, again, just piggyback off that and ask like, well, how does that translate to 5v5? Because I, again, I haven't released this video yet, but I, I, I talked about it on stream, uh, which is that like Reinhardt doesn't fit in that world where other ca other tanks do you know multiple shits at the same time. I don't think having a charge cancel and two fire strikes changes any of that because at the at the end of the day, he still has to drop his shield to do any of that. And when he drops the shield, he gets fucked. Whereas obviously Sigma, Arisa, they can still fight back while they're while they're protected with the shield. So 
in how, how do we translate what we have now into a tangible way to play the game in 5v5? I'm going to take it to Flats because Flats, you haven't said anything for a while. I know you were kind of, you've been a skeptic of 5v5 as it is, so. I mean, I've said this many, many, many times. Hey guys, SCB here. Just going to quickly interrupt this episode of the Group Up Podcast to say that if you're enjoying this content, then please do consider signing up for my Patreon to support me directly. It's really amazing because it allows me to keep making content like this carefree, regardless of how many views Overwatch does or doesn't get. I know no one likes sellout ads, but chances are if you've listened till this far in, then you're at least somewhat enjoying the content. So please do consider at least leaving a like, a subscribe, and a comment underneath the video on YouTube. It really does help. But that's it for me. Now back to the discussion. I thought the first Overwatch 2 playtest we saw in like April looked meh at best. Then we saw the one in September with the pro players playing it and it looked what would be about six months better. And I think that was a an improvement. But if you took that six months of improvement of 5v5 to 5v5 and instead made it 6v6, would the game have looked worse or better? I don't think it would have looked any worse, but could have looked even better. Because taking away one tank, fundamentally, we all know is a big part of their, their concerns are queue times. People don't want to play tank. People don't want to play tank because it's not fun. It's not fun. You're don't, you don't cater to the tank role in any way, shape, or form. And other roles, especially like, would complain that they're not, they're catering to the tank role, but that wasn't the case. It was more of, Everybody wants their heroes buffed and the tank role had the least amount of players and got the shortest end of the stick. And I say this now, and I've tweeted this a few times over the last year. The reason nobody complains that especially main tank and the tank role overall sucks is because there's no one left to, to yell about it. Name me a, a handful of loud tank players still left in the community there really isn't that many especially and i mean like you know you'll have like you know regular players that that yell but there's no there's really not many content creators left there's really not that many pro players left that really yell about it there really isn't there's no one left to complain so the role well, has just kind of just deteriorated it's just not had its it's it's fun and there's a lot of things to make it fun. And I think, for example, this experimental show that there's definitely life still in it. But instead, the decision was made to go to one tank to make it more shootery, make it more like a, you know, traditional shooter. One. Two, the idea being that if you take away a tank, all of a sudden you have double the amount of players in the role. So if, if you're having long queue times because you don't have enough tank players... You can double the the role of the the queue the amount of people in queue immediately just by taking one away. Boom! Now you have two the, two times the amount of people that you needed to queue up for. So it should be faster, right? Well, I don't know if that'll actually be the case because if people actually liked playing tank and for the things that actually were enjoyable about it, controlling the fight, pacing, 
those things that made Overwatch Overwatch, I don't think are going to have the same thing in Overwatch 2. And you kind of saw that in the playtest, realistically. And I, I don't think that that playtest looked any better at 5v5 than it would have been 6v6. And I kind of still think to this day, it's a cop out. That's, I think, entirely fair. I do want to bring two, again, as, as the resident devil's advocate, I want to bring two points that you, Flats, or anyone else can respond to. One being that this is, again, part of the disconnect because high-level players frequently complain about, well, tank is the most impactful role, and tanks have all, like, tanks are always giga-buffed. So do you, A, yeah, I was going to say, do you, A, just say, well, is that, are they just complaining because it's not their role, or do you think there's any truth to it? And B, like that what you're saying is all true tank is not fun but then it's like we've been here for five years now and they haven't made tank fun so what like where do they go with it are you, are you asking where they should go I, with like, it yeah like i i this is open-ended question like just feedback on the well i, I just wanted to throw the idea out that we've been tank we've needs been, to have a strong point like there needs mm -hmm. to be something it's good at not everything because you have to do everything and it beats everything else then you have two two situations where you have to make it terrible at everything, but can do everything at once. So it's good just because it can do everything at once. It just can't do anything well. Or two, you make it just super strong and doing one specific thing or something along those lines. Like if Ryan was, you know, like how he was in kind of an experimental, extremely strong up close, right? And actually, I actually think the reason why Winston wasn't OP in the experimental is because Reaper. Reaper, Reaper super buff yeah, was, Reaper was super strong. actually yeah. insane. I actually, I talked about it. I think that Winston honestly could have been better than Ryan in the experimental if Reaper didn't get the ultra buff that he got because those Maywalls aren't as effective. Zarya, you could play double bubble. Zarya could right click up on top of the Maywall. She, she could literally get around it. Just play like, just like D.Va could. You could play D.Va, obviously D.Va had the crazy flight. There could have been so much more potential. And I think the biggest problem is a philosophical problem where X plus y equals z in this case but they're not accounting for uh the a coefficient which would be the support nerf that also came along with mm. the buff to x because they think that buffing x and then y is like the the nerf to certain some other tank that's too strong equals new meta no but you also nerfed a certain support that kept that hero meta so it didn't go anywhere it just feels worse to play like everything is still the same you could actually change the entire tank meta right now with with two or three nerfs to other roles, not even a tank change, because those other roles influence how they're played so much. And that's why tank players don't have fun, because they're stuck in a certain meta for months on end, because what ends up happening is, for example, Arissa and Goats, I call, I call it the Arissa problem, where Arissa got 19 micro buffs because she wasn't being played because goats. Then we get flipped in 222 and she's just an absolute giga chad and they can't understand why. What happened? Well, you took away the extra support, you took away the extra tank that ran over the Arissa. The same thing has happened with Hog. The same thing has kind of happened with Farah. Now, Farah, I think, honestly, has like a few other things to, like, that are keeping her from being just like the most absolute dominant shit. But if you're, especially if you're a DPS player, if you try to play Cassidy versus a Pharah on like Route 66, and they just sit at the skybox on the far side, 
What the hell do you do about that? You can hit every single shot in a row for three clips and she'll still not, she won't move. Regardless though, that's not the point. The point is, is we, we, we make all these micro 5% changes, which by the way, take months. At one point, I want I wanted to be clear. We were promised that changes were working to the point where we were gonna get balance changes every two weeks. And we got that for about two to three months and then said, fuck it, we're done. That was too hard and moved on. And now the last patch we've got is still August 9th. Yeah. And it did a season ago. <laughs> and it did nothing. It did literally nothing. the new the year. So again, Regardless. I want to I really, I really want to distill this so that because I, I know I know how people are when they listen. Like, so what's the point? So I want to ask that question is, what do you think needs to be permanent, basically? Because the, the, these balance changes will always inevitably come and go, right? They will fuck it up. There's going to be new heroes. There'll always be like a new hero they drop that fucks some shit up. But what in your mind, again, this is open-ended, can be flats, anyone else. What in your minds needs to always be core Overwatch, right? Because it's like, whatever, it's, whatever hero you put in, League of Legends is always the same, right? So what is like core that Overwatch must always remain? AoE healing cannot dominate the game. AoE oh, healing yeah. and yeah. healers are the number one thing that right now, every tank that was the original tank has everything that made it great in the game, but it gets hard capped because AoE healing was overbuffed. They put heroes in the game that not only required almost no mechanics, but countered all of the decision-making and space-taking by main tanks because... The heal aura of Brig, for example, and I keep coming back to this because I'm, I'm telling you, the second that that is gone, and that is what you saw in last October, people forgot, or they saw one Brig nerf, and they stopped playing her, and the game was all of a sudden glorious at high-level play. When you have, and this is why I've really liked Violet's patch, when you have AoE healers, that their heal aura counters the entire distance of a one rotate. Like, think about, remember the, the clip we had of Brig's heal of the volume of the spear? Like, it covers more than a Ryan or Winston can jump or rotate in a single rotation just by being active, right? Mm -hmm. So the main tanks, they all still have, and whoever says tanks create the meta, supports have created majority of the metas in the game. Moth, Goats was because of Brig and the Lucio sound barrier buffs. Um, the one time that uh, supports didn't make the meta was when Double Shield came out first and Orisa and Sigma's shields and sustain were so good that... It, that that time it was not a support 100% tip the hat but if you want to maintain core overwatch you cannot let aoe healing dominate the game as much as it does with brig and i think it needs the high the farthest it should go is moira moira went right up to that limit and i think that she is actually an essential part to the game because you need that character for low-level play, but she had a very fair drop-off at high-level play because good Anos were able to kite well and tank players knew where to kite and hold spacing. Like, what made that tournament so great is that spacing became important again. Very. And you just didn't get countered by certain DLC heroes existing. And that's just the reality. People can say it's true or not. The proof's been in the pudding for three years. If you disagree at this point, you're just uneducated. Tough shit. <laughs> Sorry. No, tough Frida, shit. Frito, Very do, true. You, do you agree? Disagree? <clears throat> yeah, I, I think I think Sam's right. And I'm trying to think back to like all the history of the game and it just it, it's not. I think some people when they when they hear Sam talk like that, they get personally offended, like he hates their role or something. But no, it, it, it's reading the whole game is is the truth. And it, I think the I, I'm trying to think of it because like when BAP finally became good after October of last year, right? Like I I took an SR hit. Because all of a sudden now, the thing that I was best at 
is creating engagements that like my team could use and punishing space, right? All, what Sam's describing about like healers like that being strong is that wherever they exist, they own, they win. So it's like, if you go engage into them, so th this is like Sam's and, and Flat's earlier point put together. If you think you're going to main tank into a thing that can't die to a main tank, you can't pick a main tank. It's that, it's that, it's that simple, basically. It's Rock, like, paper, scissors. Like, like that's, mm -hmm. I always try to like, put things on a cute little bow. And like, if, if I got one skill, it, it's trying to make sentences like that. But it, it's it, like, you just, you, there's no point to do that. So you should just poke them out, basically, is, is the point. Just play a, a shooter tank, because if you think you're winning the game by running into a lamp and Sofiel and boots and ha ah, get screwed, I'll shoot you in the head while you can't touch me. Like, you just can't, you can't play that. And, uh, you, you know, watching all the Moira, you know, eventually mine numbs me. Like, I definitely don't want, like, a, a Moyer meta forever. But the point is, like, it's better to have spacing than not spacing. Like, it's not like you, know, you wall off the Moira in the, in those mirrors and, like, Bap could jump over it. Like, like there's a point. It's like, I use an ability good, so now you're separated. And and that's what, like, the foundation of main tanks is supposed to be, basically, where you're, you're carving off an angle for the fight, making better engagements, and we just can't have that countered by a role that's, like, made to not die or or hold any position effectively because they have the cooldowns to do it i don't know I, i'm going in circles now but yeah i think well, i just agree is the point <laughs> yeah so so i want to kind of then again distill it down as well so, so we're saying spacing is frito's point main tanking kind of flats his point where it's like you know main tanking has to matter and samito's point about aoe healing because look I, I don't i don't as much as you know we, we've kind of we're the Overwatch mm -hmm. therapy group, you know, we meet periodically and we're kind of like, you know, vent our problems to each other. I also want us to be relatively optimistic and relatively practical because we're not not going to 5v5, right? Like, we're going to 5v5. Yeah. I don't see a way to go back. <laughs> so with with that in mind, we've got, as content creators, we're going to contribute the best we can to the conversation, right? Not just sit here and be like, what a dumb decision. So Ow. with 5v5... Oh, I mean, we can't test <sighs> anything. No, no, I can't. But like, what do you, theoretically... If we're when we're having this conversation, like, what is it that must remain in five v five? Like, w when we transition over, what is, what you know? What's the things that have to stay, and what's the things that have to change? I think tanks need to control the space, which sounds like they're supposed to do that. But everything we're saying about supports is that, and, and like I've said this directly to them as well. It's like it feels like supports are better tanks than tanks are. It feels like tanks oh, are just bigger DPS, right? Because between Brig and Bap, like when I play those characters, I'm, I'm happy as a clam. I'm like, oh, I can hold a position. It like really helps the team. This, this feels familiar. <laughs> like, and, and my support SRs, like it's easier, way easier for me personally to play support than it is to play tank because I just feel like I need to hit shots all the time as tank and I hate it. Uh, so I think that like, like so SV says something pretty important earlier that maybe is like a good way for us to uh, uh, nail this, but uh you set league of legends and riot like like they keep a foundational core to that and i think most competitive games that are trying to be competitive games do this and i think we need to define the tank role explicitly not have it so open-ended that it's like well maybe they're shooter characters sometimes maybe they're this maybe they're that like like define what it's trying to do and have different flavors on that especially if you're only gonna have one tank right like like i think that's important that it, it, it like we start to limit what roles can do a little more which i think robs some of the imagination from the devs because they i think they get really hyped about all the potential beauty of it and i think if we had like natson on the call uh in some ways like he he leans a little more towards like you know open queue shenanigans i mean him always go back <laughs> and forth on that but but like uh, uh so there's a lot of players that think we're like robbing the fun of it 
but I think that's just the truth of like, if we want it to feel like a competitive game or not, like, do you want, like, we just need different modes. That's what I think. Different modes and formats. What, like, if you want to have wacky fun, like let that be a casual mode, but we, we know what the competitive game looks like. We know what makes it play well. Let's just let it do its thing instead of yep. trying to have it do everything. You're not going to, you're not going to be 10 different games. You're going to be one game. So just be that game better more reliably and offer those other casual experiences elsewhere which is what i hope for overwatch 2 with all the pve and and wacky modes and stuff but we need a big boy competitive format is is the tldr in my opinion because the balance alone is going to struggle to do this what i'm what i'm explaining like it's too easy for a, a hero or two to just like hard mark the meta into a different direction and, and and we can't just expect balance to fix that even rapid balance in my opinion that's my rant. I'm done. Sam Flats. Flats, you go first because I, I have a very interesting take here. Ooh. I, I'm actually curious what your tank's going to be, but here's the thing. <laughs> 5v5 is going to play so fundamentally different. It's going to be almost impossible for us to say anything. Um, They could go the route where the tank is a Giga Chad, um, you know, like basically the focal point of your team. I don't know if there's a similar thing in like league or whatever, but like basically you're leaning in on that tank. You're making sure that they are, you're, you're enabling them. You're supporting them. You know, you're playing DPS or support, whatever, like you're trying to get frags or try to, you know, make plays. But at the same time, they're like, that is the focal point of your team, you know, and that's that star player. And that's fun for the tank role probably because, you know, you feel like you have an impact as a responsibility to it, you know? Um, but otherwise, you're just going to be a little bit tankier DPS. And at that point, I looking at the current game, don't think that'll be that fun. I think that'll be, you know, uh, not what you play Overwatch for, I guess. Um, you're just basically instead of getting two shots to die, you're taking four shots to die, you know, and, and I don't I don't think it's going to end up having a good time with it. So I, it's hard to say what exactly um, we should keep. But realistically, my my personal opinion is with Overwatch League playing on <laughs> Overwatch 2 next year, and let's assume it starts somewhere between April and June at the latest, uh, even with a delay, there should be a beta somewhere where not only Overwatch 2 is, uh, or I mean, sorry, Overwatch League players are playing on it, but there should be Tier 2, there should be uh, Tier 3, like, like high-level players, streamers, content creators, etc. Even if it's only for a few hours a week, um one let us break the game see what's wrong with it see if there's things that can be improved etc see if like what things are going well how things could be balanced and maybe it's not totally the way they thought for example i think there was some feedback um i don't know if it was aaron or jeff thought that somber wasn't going to be that strong and then the pros played it and they basically had a somber pact to not play somber because it was that broken um and so like there needs to be uh, a way for those overwatchly players to practice off of just scrim time uh, next year, uh, as well as tier two players who are going to get left in the dust, not being able to to play. And I, and I think overall, like, you know, it's almost impossible. And this was a big concern two years ago. So I don't know why it's not a concern now um, when there was a major disconnect in between, um, you know, the ranked ladder and Overwatch League and how players couldn't get practice in their downtime. Um, and, and that's also a bad thing for your game overall, because how are you going to have all these people that want to watch the Overwatch League and be that player or like try to get better or whatever? And like when you queue up your own ranked 
it looks nothing like that. And never mind, there was no tournaments going on for something different, you know, like, oh, that's Overwatch League, but here's this other tournament, and your games kind of look like this, and this is also fun, you know, like, it's not, like, an alternative. Mm. Um, so, like, to be honest with you, I don't really have a good take on what should be kept or what something you should focus on in Overwatch 2. I think that um, it would just be a grave mistake to not uh, have something playable like a closed beta by the time Overwatch League starts. That's that's the only thing I can say about Overwatch at this point. I'm going to rip off the Band-Aid here and just say the elephant in the entire gaming industry's room here. First of all, 5v5, <laughs> I think there's more to it than... I, I, if I had a guess... I think they're trying to do Overwatch Mobile, and it clearly 6v6 just did not work that well on the Switch. Um, so I think that could be one reason for it. But we are trying to solve problems of our own creation because of 5v5. Flats was completely right about the main tank role. Like, the reason why no one plays tank is because they've everyone's left that wanted to play it. My best friends, the guy, the guys, a guy named Blake, in our Discord, we all play Warzone together. He's been a Ryan player forever. And when I tell you the man sounded like a kid at Christmas morning playing that experimental Reinhardt patch while I played on a forum, he was like, dude, I missed this, but like, I can't come back and play because my supports never heal me, never do this. And after playing in that experimental tournament, I know deep down that 5v5 is a grave mistake. And the only reason we are even considering having to do it is because our balance team are incompetent. They are. And I don't like saying that, but I'm sorry it has to be said because we can't actually make this game better. We have continuously had to react to problems of our own creation. And while you could say for, for Roll queue and a lot of these other things that had to happen over the years, right? Well, it's not just because of game balance. It could be X, Y, and Z. But you know what? There's one common factor to, to a lot of these things that have had to come into the game. And that is poor hero balance. These guys, and I am sorry, have no idea what they're doing. And if you could superset as well, if you could figure out how to balance your game, it wouldn't be a problem. It brings me no pleasure to say that. In fact, it breaks my heart because I don't think anyone enjoys coming on here and saying some people need to get some help or like a new team needs to get hired. But at what point do we say these guys just don't know what they're doing? And I've thought about 5v5 a lot, but after playing that tournament and seeing what Overwatch truly is, I know in my heart, that if you take away a player, the game loses its depth. I know that it loses a bit of its shine. And at this point, after we've already been watered down with AoE healers that do too much, and that is the number one thing, gatekeeping this game success, right? We saw great queue times in October. We don't need that. Well, you don't want to know why we had good queue times in October? Because the support and tank role opened up, and they didn't have... I, I saw this conversation come up in chat a minute ago. Where somebody said, well, you can just go full poke against Brig and, and beat her. But how comps are selected at high-level play, and this is what we had to really experiment with in contenders, is like, it's kind of like a chain of rock, paper, scissors. Well, X beats Y, and that's what forces it. So if Brig forces the main tank, main tanks out, right, like Reinhardt, Winston especially, then you swap to a poke comp to beat it. You can't then swap back into Reinhardt because they'll just swap back to, to Brig yeah. instead of going Brig's end. And a lot of times Brig still consistently works in poke comps because there's so much peel in the game. So it, it's, it is hard to balance it. I'm not trying to say that, oh, it's so easy to balance this game. It is, it is very difficult. But 5v5 is another symptom of bad balancing, period, end of story. And it is a, a solution that no one asked for, 
that is created because the balance team needs a crutch to because they can't figure out how to balance this game right now. They we had to go we had to leave open one of the you cannot tell me that one of the biggest reasons we left open queue was and I personally like roll queue. I think roll queue did so much for quick play. It's I think it is an essential part of the game to make the game good. But you cannot tell me that they did not rush out open queue because they couldn't find a way to get rid of goats meta in Overwatch League and they were not the laughing stock of the gaming industry. This balance team cannot do it. They hard throttle the success of every part of Overwatch and until they are changed or we get. A player council to come in because look, I'm sure our hero designers are incredibly creative people and talented people. I'm not taking that away. You can be creatively genius, right? And still be such a great asset to Overwatch. But if you can't figure out a way to implement the, the genius of your creativity in a way that maintains fair play and keeps the game open to its core fundamentals, you need help. And 5v5 after and this is strictly after playing that tournament and for the first time in maybe a year and a half since the 5v5 announcement that was the first time we've played true overwatch we played game of the year overwatch what made the game the only team-based shooter game to win game of the year in 15 years that's what made it great and unfortunately 5v5 is again gonna cap the ceiling of the game which I think we need to be doing the opposite of. We need to try to uncap that ceiling and let things go wild. Let there be a learning curve. Let people come back and enjoy playing main tank throughout the whole ranks. That's what made Overwatch beautiful. And how many times do, do we have to create a problem through bad game balance, solve it with an even bigger problem, and then have to continuously react to the problems of our own creation? That's all we've done for three years. And Sam, I think... Go ahead. I was going to okay. say, I think you made a great point there, actually, for a sec. I don't want you to go too far. That's why. No, I need well, help. I, ramb I ramble too much, so I need y'all's help. <laughs> your help your player council this. thing. I think working working in business and working in, like, actually, not only, like, like I went to college and, like, actually worked, like, you know, in an office and, and that in, in, in actual, you know, a, like a literal fucking cube and shit, you know? I think a lot of companies uh, have this problem and it's something you're actually taught very early in like business school because it's so important to try to always keep in mind is something called the group think group think basically is when a group of people start to over time all think the exact same way so like when they present a project or when they're or in this case you know they're talking about balance or philosophy or whatever if there's if the team has been there for for if people have been there for years, you know, they've all worked together for years and they've always established that, oh, this is a problem or oh, this is a this uh you know, let's say pre-roll queue, uh, we didn't want to balance things a certain way because of XYZ, right? And they've always had that philosophy. They then pass that philosophy to anyone else that comes in and is lower ranked than them, to the point where all of a sudden almost everybody is on the same page and everyone says, Oh yeah, no, like this is great, this is great. But if you took people from outside that bubble, they would go, what the fuck are you talking about? But it's honestly like not their fault. It's kind of a psychology thing where um, after working with the same group of people on the same problems over and over and over, it can happen very easily, you know, where it's like you, you can't come up with a solution or you start to think about like solutions that have worked in the past and you all agree that they've worked in the past and like that's what you keep moving towards instead of developing new ideas or challenging the current fix or the current ideas um for one for risk of causing conflict uh you don't want to be the guy in the room when there's 20 people at the table and everybody's agreeing and you're the one dude who's going yeah this is stupid as shit 
you know like mm-hmm. it's kind of intimidating and uh you know actually i think this part of my nda is over hopefully um <laughs> i tweeted at specter it and he didn't you know i didn't get any dms so i think we're good um when I used to work for Boston, I was very early in my career. Yeah, I was only there like you yeah. told the story yeah. last time. Yeah. Mm. Oh yeah. Well he well he tweeted back and he was he was good with it. I'll never forget that because that room, the looks were intense. Like shut the fuck up, mm. you know. But nobody wanted to talk about it. And I, and I know what we were talking about. It was because we were 19th out of 20 in our category. And I was like, I think we're 19th out of 20 because of this reason. What do you think? And he was like. Yeah, no, I agree, actually. And the whole room's just like, huh? Like, what do you mean? But everybody's sitting there like, yeah, yeah, it's just, it's just problems, team. They'll figure it out eventually. It's like everyone's trying to come up with a different problem, like a solution, instead of fixing the fucking problem. And yep. it's that problem that everyone in the room has now developed that because they've been working together for 10 years. And nobody wants to step on each other's toes. Uh, they, everyone's been to Carol's uh, 15th birthday party. Um, they, they've met uh, 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 Jake's wife you know and uh they actually went to their uh bachelor party seven years ago you know like yeah like nobody wants to do that nobody wants to say no you're you're being an idiot you know and i wonder if that's a problem where it's like there's certain things that should be challenged like for example there like there has to be something with like us not getting any balance changes since august like there has to be a decision somewhere that they're satisfied with the decision, you know, that, that the game is balanced. And and it, it, it must have been a majority of people that say, oh, no, this looks balanced. The data looks balanced, right? Like, all the pick rates are across the board. Yeah, yeah maybe in GM, Ryan doesn't get played that much, and Winston doesn't get played that much, but they get played a ton down here, so that works. It's fine. Yeah. You know, it's like... I mean, that's you, good you, enough. You got to remember, Flats are going through some stuff, dude. So I, I don't, I, don't, I wouldn't take any. This was before. This was before all, the, all these problems. This is no. This is where I'm not gonna let you get away this with that. Year, for you. This, this, this year though. This year. This year. Okay, but the balance problem is the history of Overwatch, right? Yeah, we I mean, I cannot agree with history, let these but... people off the hook for that. And I'm not trying to be an asshole. And I, I'm so sorry if I come across like that to anyone in the Overwatch community. But someone has to freaking say it before they kill the same the next game too. All right, it's the core issue. Almost always, you can come back to their balanced philosophy, and the reality is, and it does, and this is the one reason why I didn't actually like Aaron Keller stepping up. No matter how like good he actually could be as a leadership, we haven't seen. You want to bring someone from the outside in in corporate America because they break that kind of thinking flats. And I think you're completely right. And that, that's and Frida again. I'm so sorry to cut you off. I'm not trying to be a jerk here. Like I, so I apologize if that's how I come off. I you know make you me know. look like the nice guy. I'm I, know, I know. I know. So I know. It's good for me. I, <laughs> yeah. It's just whatever. I'll fall. I'll fall on this sword, man. It's just. It's. It, it's the balance team. These well, guys it, have no clue so, what they're doing. Here's the thing, you though. As a, as a guy who's been to these Blizzard events and been the one guy in the entire interview room asking real questions. I know exactly what Flats is talking about because I am that guy. I can, I'm compulsed to do this, to talk to the most powerful man in the entire game and say, I don't agree. I've done this. So, you know, I'm trying to be fair to them because I know they're going through stuff. So I, I, I don't think it's like, oh, the game's done. So we're not balancing it anymore. I don't think that's what it is. I, I think they're, they're on full steam or uh, full hands on deck for, for Overwatch 2. And, you know, we need no more about that coming in the next year. But, like, listen, I, I totally understand what you guys are saying when it's like we need outside voices and they get ignored because that was my career. So uh, up again, and I've seen the yes man attitude towards people that are untouchable of with their opinions. And they keep going down with the, the ship saying these opinions are good. And I'm like, 
I saw this as a bad idea. Like, you know, my favorite one is Hero Pools, which in two seconds, I'm, that's not what I asked for. <laughs> oh, but it's Hero Bands. No, no, it's not. I know what that's going to do. Oh, but it's really good. Oh, was it? I mean, I'm sorry, but at some point we got to say scoreboard, okay? Like, yeah. take the L, you know? Like, uh, uh, but anyway, so that, that's well, just my little defense. Like, I, I'm, I'm on both sides of this where I'm trying trying to be objective, but like, mm-hmm. you know, this is this uh, is my life. Like, yeah. Well, yeah. being that guy who's like willing yeah, to make true, everyone mad. I, I, I suck in corporate scenarios because I don't play politics. Like, I just flat out that's... do not do it, right? So it's good I work for myself because I make everyone pissed and uncomfortable because I, I like this. I, I like being like, well, that's what well, it let's takes to be great. That's what greatness well, takes. It's not well, easy as so everyone's too. saying I, yes I'm, to I'm working on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look, I, again, I, I hate to be the party pooper, but I have to be the party pooper because, again, to devil's advocate, would the devs be looking at this podcast, this conversation, the, the conversations we have as content creators and say, well, what about you guys in groupthink? What if, are you guys the We have thinkers? years of anecdotal evidence backing up what we're saying. That's the difference, right? Like, and look. We don't work with each other on a daily basis, though. That's It's kind of different. It's like, yeah, there can be a collective group think, but I don't think that's a, I think group think doesn't really, I don't think that's the word for it. I think it's a different word when an entire, like, culture or, like, or a community of people think one thing. You know, group think's more of, like, project okay so they might call us an echo chamber they might call us an echo chamber echo chamber is fair echo chamber could definitely be fair but here's the thing though uh, and you and you definitely have a, a ground stand on there don't don't like let me take that away you can definitely sit there and say hey you maybe you have an echo chamber here like have you ever thought about like that no like you're probably right there is but have we ever gotten a chance to actually have it our way not really <laughs> no um True. so you know, we have an echo chamber of things that we can yell about, but they don't ever really happen. We don't have that power. We don't have that control. And the few times where we do get that control, it seems like we make it work out pretty well, you know? Um, and, and and I hate to say it. I, I really do. But it's like, I feel like every time we have one of those situations where we get to do something and, and it works out for us, it almost I, I we don't I don't want them to look bad for it, you know, but it's like people will weaponize that against them and it almost makes them not want to do it again. You know, like uh, like my personal theory is maybe, you know, we couldn't get a serious patch or like a serious esque patch, like kind of designed by creators, because what if it was good? You know, if what if it was better, it, it would then, be like that would look bad. And both and like nobody's trying to have that happen. Like we'd rather have everybody look like good together. We're all want the same goal. You know, we just have different ways of going about it. I'm sure there's there's back end stuff that we're not even allowed to talk about or know about, you know. But like that, that's never the goal. Like the goal is always to like work forward. And I, I it crushes me because how we can look at other communities like Apex and Apex has its share of problems. But their their community is saying that they're not getting enough content. What a <laughs> fucking joke! You know, like you 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 are you are you're at the grocery store and they ran out of Mountain Dew and you're like, damn it, I I'm dying of thirst here. What the heck? And we're in the middle of the desert. You yeah. know, like it's not even different worlds. But I, I, it pains me, and I do say this with a grain of salt. In the last four months, there's been a lot more communication, a lot more working together, a lot more attempts. So things are changing. So I don't want to say it's not. I'm just afraid of not like too not little not too little too late, but like going forward, 
keeping that trend going, ramping it up, taking it to the next level and pushing even further beyond. But I feel like other games have these like, these like really ingrained connections with their community and their content creators and their pro players and they they try to act on things faster and they try to make it move and they and and they don't make radical decisions just like on their own and and they like for example, you know, Apex dragged itself out of the out of the dirt by by asking its players why do you not want to play anymore and what do you love about this game and pulling it out from there and now I think they had a hundred thousand dollar tournament yesterday from a, a, a Twitch was it Twitch Rivals or something I don't know if it was like Twitch or something that had a hundred thousand dollar tournament for Apex and there was thousands of eyes on it and it looked like it was a ton of fun we all want that you know we all want that back so it's like it's a hard dynamic. You know, it's not easy. And actually, at that point, it kind of is office, office politics, but almost between like people that are inside and people that are outside. And how can we help each other even more? Because, you know, things are definitely changing and it's a tough time right now for them. Like, let's, let's not let's yeah. let's not like undermine that in any way, shape or form. I mean, we've kind of agreed to not like, you know, go too heavy on that in this podcast. Um, But it acknowledge is it. I, I, we have to acknowledge. Yeah, it, you know? we have to talk about this. Yeah, and like where we can go from there, I I almost want to know. Are they short staffed? Even like more like I know they're probably short staffed in Overwatch 2 because there's a lot of openings, but even Overwatch Overwatch One were they already short staffed? Like, I don't I I don't know if like is the like I would like to know the metrics between let's say the whole Overwatch team and the whole Apex team. What is the numbers of people that work on it? I wonder yeah. what that would look like. I, I don't know if there's a way for us to see that, but I think I, I think you're completely right on on a lot of that. And I I will say though, if if you're working at a company, your priority number one should be to do what's best for your game. And if what's best for your game is actively listening to your content creators more, and you're not willing to do that, then I beg the question: Should you be there? Right? And Again, I don't, I'm not going to hammer that one home because I don't think anyone wants to say things like that. But yeah. like the reality is we've – it feels to me like a lot of oh, – here's the problem. I've seen a lot of terrible takes from content creators too. So oh, yeah. on, on that regard, I completely understand why they would want to just say no because it's just there's been some of the worst takes I've ever seen, right? And it, through no fault of people's own, they just don't know what they're talking about. But in terms of like actual staff on multiple teams, I you know I, I think it'd be really cool to see a, a way for that to happen. And generally as well, turnover when it comes to big like company changes usually takes like about a year or two, right? So I think that you're starting to see in the, in the four months the genuine effort come out. And there there's so many like let's start first of all let's talk about the skins that are about to come out. Holy shit, those look phenomenal. Yeah. Like those artists are kicking ass. The Halloween event was great too. I'm I don't mean to go off topic, but you know, it, it's it's going to be definitely take some time and tough to, to for for turnover to really, really come through. And yeah, I, I think what happened at Blizzard is really, truly unfortunate. Luckily, most of that didn't have anything to do with the Overwatch team. And to, to any Blizzard people that are watching that, you know, I'm, I'm sure that any content creator who wants to be reasonable with you guys will absolutely tip the hat towards that and say that's that's unfortunate. But uh, to me personally, I'm only going to talk about things for this year because a lot of our problems come back from before all this stuff happened, and I, I, we can't be solution based without being realistic with ourselves. So that's just one thing I want to throw out there. But I definitely tip the hat to anyone working at Blizzard right now. I'm sure you guys are all very ninety nine point nine percent of you are phenomenal people who bust their ass, and we do appreciate that. 
Yeah, and yep. I think that's a really Very good true. sentiment to kind of bring up at this point because I think there's a few things that we should acknowledge. Is yeah, the the undercurrent of all this is the incredible you know turmoil and social upheaval that's taking place in Activision Blizzard right now. And again, as Sam said, one thing we should point out is as much as we are kind of vocal and most of the community I've seen is you know vocal and actively critical of Activision Blizzard, Team Four Overwatch have not, to my knowledge, been explicitly implicated in any of that. There's no actual thing saying yep. that it was this was happening at team four or you know people or members of team four were doing any of this kind of stuff so that's something like we should opposite, acknowledge actually it's, it's yeah to remind but it sounds like actively pushing the other direction exactly which is as we just said about groupthink and everything is yep. not easy to do because you have to be no. like you guys yep. are pigs and that's not fun to say right <laughs> like you to your yep. to your co-worker or something like it, um so especially when easy. there's so many higher ups doing this stuff right like when it's coming down yep. from Bobby Kotick down, it's it's even harder to resist then, right? When it's like the top dog is coming in and, and setting a sort of cultural trend. So to push back on that, you know, deserves incredible kudos because we, we obviously criticize them when we yeah. can, but we should also commend them for for being a stand-up community and, and, a, commu and a, a dev team that we can be proud of, I think, in that sense, yeah. right? Like whatever our grievances might be uh, from the game balance side, as people... You know, they seem to be just be top-notch, exact kind of people we we like to see in the gaming community. So that must be said. And obviously, it makes their lives difficult to work under those environments. So there's a lot we are just not privy to. We just don't, un we yep. won't understand, we'll never understand the pressures taking place in the office. But we still have to have our discussions and we, we will never know. So we have to kind of assume and make comments yep. on that front. So... Sorry, Flats. Is there something you want to say? I just want to set. I, I want to set up the next. Really, really quick. Go for it. Uh, hopefully, hopefully, he doesn't get mad at me. Um, because I do. They, I do think they deserve the credit, and I think it's deserving to say something. Mm -hmm. Um, I want to say, Andy. Uh, who those who don't know is one of their community managers, Andy and Jody. Um, both of them. When everything was happening last week, because if you didn't know, this weekend, um, they've been you know on strike unionizing there was the union busting emails and all you know what i'm talking about like all that all that mm -hmm. shit went down andy um i i sent him a message like you know like this has been like a lot of fun like this tournament's you know been great and he's actually said to me um not quote unquote because i don't want to like open it up but, but roughly basically it was like this has been a really hard weekend but w seeing all the smiles on streams and everybody having so much fun in this tournament has genuinely made it worth it and, and, you know, like that kind of hits hard, you know, because I knew Andy was working on this back in September when he came to me before it. Never mind all the planning before that. So this is probably that tournament was probably planned six months in advance, you know, to happen. And the payoff and especially the timing of the payoff, they feel it. And they, they you know what I mean? And like a lot of that, you know, all those people that work there genuinely want the best. You know what I mean? And then like. That doesn't take away from what, like what, what conversation we're having because we all want to be objective and you know and be constructive and have criticism and talk about certain things. But at the same time, though, I think it's important to acknowledge that like even though everything that is happening, like they still saw some of our like POVs, whether it was mine, uh, Sam. I think it was you were streaming yours. Um, there, there was a lot of there was like four, five, six streamer teams. I think um, I know Xflex had a team for you. You had a team. There's a lot of POVs going around, and I'm sure they jumped around and looked at a lot of different POVs and saw everybody having fun. That 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 they 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 felt something from that, and I think that needs to be kind of acknowledged as like 
there's not the cold, heartless entity of Blizzard, but the people that work in it, the warm fuzziness of that, mm -hmm. you know, and they deserve Absolutely. that. Seriously, yeah, they really do. And that's and that's True. where the the difficulty really lies in kind of separating those because on, on an, again on an individual level I think most of our interactions with the dev team have been overwhelmingly positive right like I I think maybe you could say there's a few incidents here or there but on a, on a person to person level the dev team have been fantastic like you said Flats Andy uh, the new community manager has been doing a phenomenal job since he's since he's joined. Um, and that doesn't necessarily infringe upon the criticisms we make. And I know particularly, you know, when someone hears Sam call out, like, hey, the dev team are, are incompetent, need to change. I think a lot of people kind of feel uncomfortable by that sentence because they feel like it's a personal attack on their beat, like who they are as, a, as an individual. But it's it's much more to do with the body of work, right? It's like yeah, the criticism just, is at the body of work. It's tough because, and I, I want to speak on this again, because I really don't want to come across as that jerk. And I, like, it... When these decisions that hard throttle the game's success, it hurts no one more than the good people who have busted their ass to make Overwatch a, su a successful game. And hearing that from Vlad's about brought me to tears a minute ago because I, I think all of us, like, I can't, like, it's been tough for us, you know, like, as content creators in the last two years, three years even, like, sticking by Overwatch, like, kind of no matter what, and, like, this is our game, this is our home. It, it breaks my heart to think about some of the people who have committed their lives to working at Blizzard for this game and just to have their success be hard throttled. Like, it just crush, it crushes me to think that. And I, I don't even know how to go from there. It's just... It's just th like that is just my personal opinion, and I'm uh, that that's what it takes to get these people back on top. And I'm not saying I want to see anyone go. I'm but it, I want a change of thinking because we haven't. This is the first time, and I think this is what's so so essential to to getting through to this. For the first time in three years of AOE healing dominating the game, you could go back to Siegel's State of Overwatch video, and he'll be talking about AOE healing back then too. For the first time in three years. You saw the fundamentals of AOE healing get directly attacked in a patch, and the game immediately felt 10 times better for every role. And when it's been the same thing for multiple years, us as content creators have an obligation to say the truth and what we think the truth is, because if we can't, if we're too afraid of identifying the core issue, because it might make people uncomfortable or something like that, and to a degree, Obviously, there's the way it needs to be said. I'm that's my biggest flaw is that sometimes I just get out of hand with what I say, and I know it, and I'm working on it. But we have to be able to identify that in a healthy way, so that we can make the careers of everyone at that company in our community better. And that's where we're counting on you as a community to keep us in check, right? It's checks and balances, baby. That's how we <laughs> it's do. It's all it. a system. Whenever we say something dumb, which I do all the time, I need somebody. I need Uncle Frito to give me a smack on the head. Right. And he does do that. Thank you, Frito. I appreciate it. <laughs> but it's 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 really important to get that point across. We we don't want to see anyone suffer either. We like we yeah. want to see the best for Overwatch and its development. And I know what we say, especially me, what I say sometimes can come across as harsh. That is not the intent. And I just want that to be completely clear to everyone. I'm sorry to go on a, on a tangent, but that's just Yeah, like sometimes right. we step out of line, I think is the is the is the is the kind of thing. Like sometimes we as Connor step out of line, mm -hmm. we get emotional, we say things, but I think 
maybe I'm uh, hopefully I'm not making this sound a little bit too rosy, but it's kind of like a family situation, right? Like we're we're yeah. part of the same family. Yeah. The, the the community, you know, says stuff to us. We say stuff to the community. The devs say stuff to us. The devs say stuff to the community. We're kind of feedbacking. Sometimes we step out of line. Sometimes we say the wrong things, but ultimately we want the same. It's all end goal. it's all part of growth. But it's all on part that of growth. Exactly. On that note, Frito, there's two questions. One I was going to say is, is there anything that we you know, that you've heard here that has stepped out of line? You know, Samito said, I want Uncle Frito to yeah. give me a slap. Yeah, so. I was getting ready to. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to combine this in two things. So I think like uh, uh, to make a, a general push forward into looking towards next year, uh, every, everyone who's watching the show, have a happy new year, but drive safe, take care of yourself. 2021 was kind of a train wreck and hopefully 2022. For, as Overwatch fans, we have a lot of good things to look forward to. Now, now I'm going to combine some things uh, Flat said and then Sam, with Sam's uh, balance uh, <laughs> anger as well in this. Uh, I, I didn't really pep up too much to talk about 5v5, but I think a truth that sometimes I think higher level players forget is that when tank balance is good in 6v6, the queue times it higher tiers are good, but I think it's a general trend that players just play less tank overall. So yes, if it's less fun, less people play, but just in general, it's always been hard for tank to be like, be a good sell. So they've tried every version. They like tanks have been OP. They've been terrible. They've been all over the place. You have to, you don't have to pick any, if you don't want, you have to pick two. Like we've had, we've tried every single thing. And so they, I think five V five is, um, uh, probably going to be necessary like there's just no way around it and we have to give them the opportunity to like impress us now i will say between the, the tournament like like i feel like i've uh grown to agree with flat's arguments more as we've had a few shows on this now like i was i was stronger on 5v5 but like now i'm seeing the experimental card i'm like oh yeah the, the tank play is like pretty core to the game so like i, I go back and forth on it but like i want to give them the opportunity to like really show us overwatch 2 is like an update and a, and a new game and they're like considering the things we're saying and have solutions for it so far it's like a vague idea that's what they showed us it's like yeah you'll be like kind of like cod hey, you, you <laughs> like cod right just run around the objective and play overwatch cod that'll be it's like yeah kind of that's fun maybe for the people who aren't playing like i don't know so th the ball's in their court in in that uh degree and the thing that i, I wouldn't co-sign with uh sam on is the, the thing is that I think we badly need next year is more communication with the actual devs. And I'm privileged enough to have met some of these guys and crucially, not when they're on camera, because that is a very different thing when you're in Blizzard land. Let, let's just think about what it's like to work at Blizzard, the company whose alleged uh, CEO allegedly allegedly don't sue me allegedly <laughs> wrote the email for the scapegoat woman that they put out in front and then said wow what an out of touch email to have written man that person really needs to step down from their position okay this is level level of manipulation we're talking about okay so it's tough for this company to deal with a content creator who's a maniac like me calling out the head of the game saying, yeah, yeah, well, what about power creep? 
Uh, yeah, I, I know you're showing us Overwatch 2 because there's a Blitzcoach guy for, but we got power creep right now. Are we going to deal with power creep at some point? Hello? Hello, is this thing on? I, I know there's 20 reporters in here from Kutaku, but I, I represent the community. Hello? Hello? And like, I feel like the Lorax out there. I speak for the plebs, like, like, but nobody wants to listen. And then global warming happens and we all die and now we have a contract <laughs> now. Like, I saw this coming, okay? Like, I wanted to deal with it years ago and I got treated like the maniac in the family, like the, like, like Chicken Little or something. That's how oh I my felt, God. Okay? Like, like, <laughs> That's that's what it was like. So Holy what we shit. what we need to I, have. I remember that night. I remember that night. Blizzcon, you were heated. Well, anyway, yeah. I'm letting him. I, like I missed today, out but, on some things. But but the point is, when we've I've got to speak to these guys, and I think like if you got to hear how intelligent they are, and the counterpoints they have, and the considerations they have, like it opens my eyes to like not be so steadfast in my beliefs, and that and that, and that like you know I complain about ranked, but at the, at the end of the day we like a lot of people just want to jump on and play solo queue. Right. And I'm just like, why can't we have both? That's it. Like I'm trying to find those compromise points. So, you know, it's going to take blizzard to open up a little bit to answer a hard question once in a while and not feel afraid of the community leads that call you on your BS, because that's when we get back to the flats point of group think and all that, then you're just going to make bad decisions and it'll take you longer to figure it out. And then you'll do a year of a new idea you thought was good, but it was bad the whole time. And we've wasted everybody's time. Like, like I, I'm, I don't want to be doing that next year is, is my point. Like a lot of this stuff we can see coming ahead of time. Let's have real communication. Like I feel spoiled because like uh, we jumped over to cover uh, uh, Valorant when it first came out um, and eventually uh, didn't continue it. But um, it was a beautiful thing talking to Morello on that game, which, and I know he's like, well, one of a kind dude and whatnot, but like the, he, he was crucial in the league of legends, uh, balancing and just super down to earth. So I feel like kind of spoiled because I've seen the other side of what it looks like to have a dev just kind of speak freely and be like, ah, I messed that up. You know, <laughs> like, like be a human, you know what I mean? But Blizzard devs, I feel like I just, there's like an overwhelming pressure of like some PR guy saying you can't, you have to be perfect. You have to be perfect. You can't make yeah. a mistake. Don't you dare misspeak. Don't you dare say you made a bounce mistake. Don't you, it's like, just, we're yeah, just all gamers here. Like, like, yeah. like, I don't feel like we get to speak to the humans. And every time I get to speak to the humans, I'm like, wow, this is amazing. Why why can't I tell everybody how and great it, you are? But no, you gotta like RPG. lie to me all the time. Yeah, okay, I'm getting getting upset, but <laughs> right, no, exactly. you're right. Though. Like, you're Sam, right like, so Sam, a little bit on the on the deep end with that. But how, what else is Sam supposed to think? He hasn't got to talk to you and know what you really think and how honest you are about the realities of this impossible complex machine you've built. Like it's like like Overwatch is like such a. I, I try to bring this back to like remind everybody. Overwatch is such a mad scientist type game that shouldn't exist. The idea that it can even be somewhat balanceable is a freaking miracle, right? The fact that we've ever had a meta where there's multiple comps you can play. Like no other game works this way, by the way. Like competitively speaking, it, it's it's amazing that we ever have any decent balance at all. So the the expectation that it's going to be balanced well, I think is just over the top and like 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 beyond uh, reality, especially if you want new content. There's just like realities with that. But okay, uh, that's like my long rant. I think a lot of this gets fixed with the communication we expect next year. Is, is, is that, does that make sense? Like we, we got to feel like yes. we're picking up some momentum with these Plus problems one. as opposed to the, the years we've had, which is like we're just shouting into a void, which is kind of like we are now. I will say we, we are privileged in the point that we're recording this show before we call tomorrow so we have no idea like like we're we're upset today 
But you, I guess if Flatsaga has a smile on, when he turns his stream on, okay? Like, I'm going to try to guess the timing of this. Like, like we can get <laughs> off the call. He's not going to be allowed to say anything. But, like, try to read his facial features. This is, like, oh, how, you, how you your Overwatch does news already. analysis, okay? <laughs> this is how I announce. I'm going to look frame by frame. And how happy, because your Overwatch is under NDA too, but if Flats were to accidentally leak like a facial expression, maybe I'll analyze it freeze frame and be like, how happy was he to this question that the stream asked? Okay, so uh, I'm just, I'm going really off the walls here. I had another caffeine pill at some point, but uh, <laughs> we, we will know more soon that we can't tell you about for a while, but like at the moment, we're well, kind of like, is, this is, experimental he, cards are cute, but we need more. Well, Go ahead. Here's here's where the community gets frustrated though, because this is again where we, where we as content creators, it's our job to balance this all. Because again, just to elaborate for anyone who maybe joined the stream late or is listening to this later, uh, there is a creator call tomorrow for a select group of content creators, which we're fortunate to be of. Sam is for you know sitting out. Yeah, on this. I I just have to sign an NDA. I yeah. kind of forgot to do that yesterday. Okay, so, so Sam, Sam has today. to sign his NDA and do his homework. But we 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 otherwise get to sit in, and the devs will will give us some information that we sadly cannot tell you. And NDA means that we cannot talk about it. So that's good from our end because we get some idea and then we don't mold as much if we know what's coming. But this no, is where the right. community gets frustrating or frustrated because they're like, why don't you just tell us? And I don't really have the answer to that question. Flats is pointing. I have a decent answer for it. Go ahead. And it's something I learned with the experimental patch. When you have too many people in the room talking, you can't hear anybody. Mm -hmm. If you have a room with 10 people, you can hear everybody. If you have a room with 1,000 people talking, you can't hear a fucking word. Just nothing but noise. Mm -hmm. Now, the reason that kind of works is because they kind of can have, and, and I'm sure they're going to, I don't know if it's going to be this one, or I'm sure at some point in the future, we're going to be used as fucking guinea pigs where they're going to like throw something at us and see how we react. And just like, oh, 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 do you, you like that one? No. Oh my no? God. And like, like, and kind of like see how we react to it. Because if we all go like, oh, hell no. Like, they might go like, uh, let us rethink that one really quick. And it kind of keeps them from like making a bad mistake. And I learned that with the experimental because every, because I wasn't allowed to tell people I was making the experimental. I was allowed to ask for ideas and stuff. And it was actually kind of like, they were like, we want you to ask your community, like, what kind of changes you'd make. I was like, but I can't tell them. Like, yes. I was like, okay. So basically, I came up with this whole convoluted speech lie that, like, talked about little pieces that, like, I could talk. Like, it was basically, the truth was somewhere in there, but you couldn't figure out where it was. Nobody ever figured it out. Um, but basically, it was a way to, like, kind of, like, see what the community could say. But the community was very loud. I could, my whole chat was filled with people just writing like essays of what they want. Like, yeah, give Hog the ability to fly three separate heels. Can throw armor packs. He actually doesn't shoot pellets anymore. It's actually Pharaoh rockets. You know, and it's just like I look at it and I go, that is the stupidest fucking thing I've ever read in my whole life. But mm -hmm. I can't like, you know, I'm, I'm like, no, I'm not putting that in there. But then they'll get mad that I didn't put that in there. And it's the same concept where if everybody's yelling at them at the same time. If everyone in the room is screaming, they're going to shut down. They're just going to go, nope, not hearing anything. But if it's a small table, right, instead of just instead of just them at their table, you make the table a little bit bigger and add a few more people, you would now have an outside perspective. And those people are connected to the outside perspective. So that larger majority then has a group of people on the inside that kind of like talk and whatever not everybody agrees with it your opinion might not be the same as as, as, as a content creator but if the like let's say 80 percent of the community agrees on a certain thing 
then most of those content creators probably agree on it as well, which means that they're going to be able to go to the table and be like, hey, we, well, this is a problem or this is something we like. We want more of this. Example, tournaments. Well, tournaments is something we've been all asking for for a long time. A couple months ago, we now got one. Everybody's like, this was fantastic. And even just on game battles, yeah. it's fine with me at this point. Like, yeah. has game battles had a ladder at any point in this game? Like, I was wanting face it in, like, year one. Right. Like, mm. like that, that could solve it, by the way. Like, yeah. and the reason why they don't want that is because they don't want all the top level players and the flatses of the world on another platform and on those different servers. Well, you can't yep. have your cake and eat it, too, Blizzard. If you want to own everything, you got to make it good. You can't. OK, sorry. Yeah. I'm, I'm getting upset. <laughs> but like, if you just let it there be a, a separate ladder and where's a team ladder and we actually like all agree, like that's where you go to play real Overwatch. Well, then we won't we don't have to complain about ranked every day. It's this isn't hard stuff. OK, other games have done this. Like the gaming competitive gaming has been around a long time. OK, we like sometimes I feel this company just makes decisions like there's been, never been history before. Like there's no other games, no other games that they even owned that were esports. It's, like it's not hard to learn from these things. OK. Here's, well, done. here's a couple of questions I want to ask. Because basically what Fratz is describing is, is also almost like a political system, right? We have Blizzard being perhaps the president or prime minister, depending on your country's political structure. We're no, no, like... I didn't the, say it the way I did. The, the content creators are like the <laughs> cabinet, right? Like the, the people that... Or the, you know, members of parliament, the representatives, seemingly elected by the content by the community that watch our content to say, okay, we like you guys. So you can, you know, you somewhat speak for us, not directly, but, you know, that's how it is, right? You somewhat speak for us and we, we give you views because we continue to tolerate what you have to say. So in that model, the two questions I have is one, do they listen to the cabinet enough? Do they listen to the contractors enough? Because we complained about that too. We said, well, we don't, I don't really know. We feel like we don't really get our hands on stuff. And two, does that still not oblige them to inform the public? You know, I can, I, I totally respect Flats's argument about like, well, you don't want them in on the decision-making process. But I think well, a lot of people listening to that will say, well, I don't need to be in on the decisions, but I would like some communication about where you're at, like what's going on. You know, like we've we've complained ourselves, like we don't even know what the development state of Overwatch 2 is. And I think a lot of the community feels frustrated because they're like, well, I just, we don't know. And when they don't know, they get mad and they mold and they think Blizzard doesn't care and that the devs are incompetent. I think I can help you with this, SV. <laughs> All right, there's a very important concept in Blizzard. I assume some uh, of traditional Blizzard values still hold true to this day, but there's a thing they used to say all the time, and it's called crawl, walk, run, okay? And that means anytime they want to do anything, they try just a little bit and see, like, what does that do? Let's reassess that. And in six months, you know, we'll have the next step. And then it starts to walk, and then before you know it, it's like a huge deal and on full release and whatnot. Crawl, walk, run is what they call it, all right? So... Uh, a few, I can't remember when that first uh, NDA creator call was, but if we remember it, it's just kind of a hi. Let's September talk. Yeah. Maybe no, maybe October. Right. Yes. But but there was plans ahead of time because you said you were talking to them in September, which if I my calendar's right, that's nine and October's ten, right? So yep. they were planning <laughs> on the next step. Yeah. This is the crawl, walk, run thing. They they try us out with this little thing. Blah blah blah. And tomorrow, I mean, I'm not saying it's a run. I'm just saying at some point we're getting to some running, okay? Just vaguely. No no leaks, but th there's vaguely going to be running going on. And and so there, it feels like we're on the momentum towards being more, at least from us, the creators. Like, I know SV's question is kind of about the community, but 
we're ramping up to something because uh, I don't know. Speaking of calendars, if the pros are playing in April, they better be ramping up. Okay, the, the, last I checked, that's four months away. So we need a build of a game that is competitively viable in four months. Where is it? Did you <laughs> because see it like wasn't Dante's tweet, Frito? Did you see like Dante's no. tweet and a couple? So they tweeted out yesterday. Um, when you need to sign your lease for 2022, but you don't know like how long you'll be playing or something. So I think based on how at least pro players are reacting as re-signing like their leases for their apartments and stuff, they didn't have any knowledge. I think roster locks January. One of you probably know this better than me. I think think oh, owl no. rosters have to lock by January. No clue this year because they I might they this. might be starting later. So yeah, because well, of the build. The, so we well might they not play know. in April. But, are we sure but, they play? Have we had it? Could be a delay. Day? I don't think there's an official date. I don't think there's an official date yet. Uh, Hasbro so. tweeted that they'll be playing April 22nd. I believe was was. I did the, not see uh, that. So you tell oh. me. I'm not. I'm not sure. And he's uh. And the implication was that he might have the season opener because he owns Dallas. That would make sense. Uh, I'm also hazy on these things. I have. <laughs> there's not a lot going on in Overwatch, but uh. So I check out Quick a chance. little bit. Find the tweet. Um. But. but yeah. If only there was one place that you could really trust for Overwatch news. <laughs> uh, your something or other, uh, but yeah. YouTube.com for sure. Stylosa. <laughs> yeah, he's great too. The, the, I love, I love Stylosa. I'm, I'm pretty sure. Uh, I'm pretty sure that it's dead set that the league will be starting in April. Okay. On, on the new, on the early build, so that means okay. they need to have rosters like practice prior to that. So anyway, yep. I'm just saying we're wrapping up into we're, we're ramping up into Overwatch 2. So I expect early quarter one for there to be some bombs dropping. A lot of these questions we have like somewhat answered for the start of this momentum to be set in place. Like, to be honest, a lot of what we're talking about right now is too late. Like they needed to yeah. have been working on this all year in order for it to be ready uh, in April. And, and frankly, before April, because you don't want to just like be patching the game every week when they're supposed to have a season of the pro league. Like they, they need like it in a locked state. I would assume at least one to two months before April, ideally two, but you know, beggars can't so, be choosers with that. That's my guess of like the timeline of things. I was, uh, I was watching super a couple of like, I don't know. It was like a week or two ago, but it was, he was talking about the practice for that and said that at minimum, he doesn't think they're going to get less than a month. Uh, of practice time like they'll get a, a build to play on a month before the league kicks off so that would end, put us at the end of march if that if that was a the bare minimum they gave him he thinks they'll give more so that means that would be looking at like a february build like for pro players at least um which is right after the roster lock that's right around the corner you know that's and and i mean blizzard goes on a, an extended break typically around the holidays and I don't know where I thought I saw somewhere that they might have even ex a further extended break. I don't know if that was just with Thanksgiving um, when the, the Bobby stuff was starting to come up uh, a couple weeks ago or that also is going to count for Christmas break. But typically they go on a, a hefty break around Christmas time um, every year. So. That means it's got to be close to ready, then, if it if it is actually like February, like they're going to have like january and maybe half of february to, to work on it that's that is that crunch is scary looking no if Agreed. it's right we'll find out tomorrow <laughs> no but this, i mean well maybe maybe but again so frida you had a, a point on the sort of not informing the community kind of thing on the you know i just wanted to finish the crawl walk run thing yeah well the uh... 
we're only getting clued in like slightly before you are. It's not it's not like some massive gap where we're like influencing decisions. It's more so just to get us ready to cover the game. Oh, thank you for still covering the game. <laughs> like 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 that that's kind yeah. of the, the implication. Like uh because by the way, other devs just do this. And like with Valorant, for example, super easy to get anybody new creators with like a thousand subs were getting access to things when Valorant was launching. Like the standard of uh that other games treat their creators is just different from blizzard and I, i've spoke about this at great length so i feel most people probably know what i feel about this uh not just from this call but you know much recently this year with all the turmoil but um <clears throat> so it, there's no benefit to the, the the community to like not have us talk to them is what i'm trying to say it's like mm -hmm. yeah you have to you have to wait till things are public but i, I mean what's the alternative you don't have someone in your corner like in the discussion with them does it, there's just no upside for you to be like and this is just like a general life principle as well like never it's never healthy for you to be upset at someone else's like success or whatever they have like that's just like envy you got to get out of your heart it's like you could be a content creator too if you wanted to be i don't advise it but <laughs> you know like like it's a terrible Sorry, career choice don't do that but um you know what I mean? Anyway, is, mm -hmm. does that make sense? Have, I don't know if I've nailed that point enough, but um, like, what do you expect? It's like press get access to things. What do you think we are? We're just new media press. That's how it works. I, I don't know what to tell you. It's actually a good point. Mm -hmm. Never heard that one before. Yeah, that's a good analogy, I think. And, and theirs are worse, man. Something that's just cringy, like pre-made articles where they just ask safe questions. I mean, and everybody's fine with that. Well, well why, don't, why don't we get in there? Because we're going to grill them. That's the thing. That's the difference. Where the old media, it's like a comfy blanket, right? It's just like, oh, oh, yes, this is the marketing message that has been proved to say. Please publish this. That's the, the, the tone that you get. You don't get the maniacs in the corner like, power creep. That's the word we all want to say right <laughs> now because that's what we've been saying nonstop. You want to address the thing that we've been saying nonstop? Like, that's the only way, right? So if you want us with a seat at the table, don't whine about it, I guess, it, it is the thing. Yeah, don't listen. The, the lions shouldn't care about the opinions of the sheep. Not to put too fine a point <laughs> on it, but like the, the, the just let us. You're do gonna get thing, heat okay? for that one. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah I, 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 although you're spitting, although you're spitting facts, so I don't feel bad about it. You're just. <laughs> Sammy was seeing a bit of himself in Frito. No, I think I agree. And again, I think to to sort of end the the note there positively, it's been getting better. Like we've complained about communication for a while, but as Flats has talked about as well, like Andy has been really putting in the work to try and repair. I think the relationship between contract creators and 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 the dev team and i i feel like they're listening a lot more personally so hopefully that should be a good sign for the community as well to to sort of feel that well okay they're starting to listen more and that's you know great to hear in the ramp up to watch too now ostensibly we were here to ra wrap up the discussion of the year so what i want to do now is quickly if you guys unless you guys have anything else to add what i want to do is just drop the 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 name of certain things that we've gotten in 2021 and just to have you guys well, be like easy yeah just have you guys like you know what i want you to do is, is say pause or like if, if you want to talk about it at length otherwise i want you to give like a quick like summary of your feelings on it does that sound good what's 2021 yeah like i'm just gonna rattle off some things yeah on okay. 2021 oh, okay, okay go for it okay it's crossplay yeah yeah <laughs> completely Essential. Essential, good for the game. It's just icing on the cake, though. It's not foundation. Our problem's the foundation, but that I, that is icing on the cake. That is important. Okay, the switch from Jeff to Aaron. Needed to happen. 
still early to tell. I don't give small answers. <laughs> you can you can give a little bit of a dwelling uh, on this one, Frida. This is a pause. Okay, yeah. Uh, okay, pause. Sorry, I didn't understand the rules. I yeah, yeah. So if you want to uh, talk about it, it's I, still I got pause. You. All right. So I, I, I was gonna say like as a general theme for this year, not just that, but like you know between Andy, uh, you know, NDA comments and stuff. I think the the key word for me is change. Like I feel the change. I feel the gears turning. I don't know what to attribute it to. I don't know if it's Jeff. I don't know, whatever, like, it's not really important to me, but I feel tangible change is like in the air. So I, like, we're switching gear, like Sam said, it takes like a year to to adjust. I think that's pretty accurate with, because uh, you got to set a plan. Like, if you're like, we're going to do something different, well, you got to set a plan to then start doing that thing. And then all the crawl walking and running, right? It takes time mm -hmm. to catch up. So uh, Jeff left, I believe I said this earlier, I thought it was in March, around there, quarter one, basically. Q1, yeah. Um, and I think- April, I would, April. I, april okay i would have i would imagine around then it was evident the game was going to be delayed i think we found about it out about it much later but i think deving the game they had mm. to have looked around and been like get any more time on this but <laughs> th then there's the overwatch league problem so it's like there's been a lot of that and conflict and, and so uh it's hard to know that they're gonna stick the landing on this but th we are seeing positive change at least the, the, the thing that i'm a little worried about though is just like we have to make short-term decisions to like uh, fix the problem now when we might need longer structural change. And I just don't even know if we have the time to do that, unfortunately, um, especially when we're talking about like foundation of the game. I care about the format, whatnot. Like I I'm not too optimistic on those things, but at least we there's there's symptoms of change which the game needs. So that's better than no change. And I love Jeff, by the way. Just I think Jeff was an awesome dude. It's just it's got to go somewhere you know it's got to go somewhere mm -hmm. yeah and i think i just want to add on the on the crossplay thing because i know we were quite underwhelmed by it. i think we would feel the impacts and we will feel the impacts of crossplay more in the future when there's more stuff to supplement it i think right now we're kind of like yes. underwhelmed because it came with nothing else and it didn't really give us too much like i tried to run some content with it but it was like okay well yeah but what can you really do when nothing else is coming but I think in the future, if we have more tournaments and stuff, like then suddenly crossplay opens up a whole avenue of that would be crazy, yes, awesome stuff, right? Like playing yes. with, with your friends in tournaments across platforms would be amazing. So because I, I, I real quick, SVB to add on to that, Go Overwatch ahead. could have better competitive crossplay than literally any other game on the market. It could do it better than Fortnite, better than like we have the most potential because we have the best systems in place for it, and we have a game that does not necessarily need to be played on mouse and keyboard due to multiple roles in the game. So it could mm -hmm. be really good, but sorry, mm -hmm. continue. No, no, it's a good point. It's a good point. And, you know, more to be seen on that, I think. Uh, the two deathmatch maps, Malavento and Kanazaka. I loved them, actually. I'm not going to lie. They were. They're I good. played with all my IRL friends for, like, we grinded. It was really fun. I, I can't remember. When did the workshop come out, like, fully and properly? I'm trying to remember. Is that uh, no, that was, that's before that. That was before, long before. That, that, well, that was, well, like, what two, was that gonna, 2019. What I was going to say is, like, I think a major victory of Overwatch that we just kind of take for granted, though, is uh, the queuing modes, basically. Like, death oh, those yeah. new death modes are really good for, for queuing, and the Workshop has also supplemented that as well. Because um, there there is other popular games that have longer queue times. Like, I think we in Overwatch kind of expect short queue times, but there's a bunch of games where you do, are kind of expected to wait. Uh, yeah, for, League of Legends, uh, you actually wait pretty long. Match. Yeah, I was thinking of Dota myself. I haven't played League that much, but you know, it can it, it can be a little bit to get a fair match in some of these games. So, uh, but anyway, like that. So being able to have constant uptime and busy yourself with something. 
that's what I like those maps for because uh, it was Malavento and what's the one with the jump pads? Anytime you add jump pads in this game, Blizzard, <laughs> I'm a happy guy. So just add more. Malavento's the, the jump maps. pads. Kanazaka's the other one. We also, did, hey, did we get the Hollywood elevators this year? Was that year? E no. Yeah. Our turn no. Here. I think so. No, no, no. That was. We're, we're, uh, or was it October let's... era? Let's just, like let's just say it was this year. Let's just say it was this year. That was a great Everything change. was Can October. List? Yeah, great change. Oh, the elevators. elevators. Yeah, rip, rip yeah. Mangachu uh, staircase. Rip Mangachu yeah. staircase. Do you remember that where he drew that like back yeah, in 2017 and everyone still brings it up? Yeah, it's funny. Yeah. We love you, Mangachu. Flats, don't strain yourself with such a big stretch, okay? Like, I think that's, that's uh, <laughs> a very unhealthy stretch that you're you're reaching for. I mean, I agree with you. I like the, I like the elevators, but... I mean, that's our wow. content for the year. It's like, it's like <laughs> Apex Conquerors are like, we only got seven new things this year. And then we're like, hey, we got yeah. elevators, guys. <laughs> like, we're yes. just like, we working elevators. Apex, elevators Apex aren't RNG kids, anymore. The, the Apex kids are like the youngest kid in the family. You know what I'm talking oh, yeah. about? The kid you know that how good they spoiled. got it. Like, yeah. Even I spoil my little sister sometimes. You know what I mean? Just like, but like, it's just, it's just, ah, good riddance. Yeah, Meanwhile, the oldest yeah. we're the oldest siblings. We're like the first. I will say this about Overwatch real quick. Overwatch was the last game of the previous generation of gaming to come out. It, like I will say, like I think Fortnite generally, PUBG and Fortnite generationally changed things. And I, I, I think that I'm, I'm really happy that Overwatch was the last generation of what I would consider to be my childhood. Overwatch was the last game of that to me personally. But sorry to go off topic. No, that's a nice. Because that was because it was the, it was the, it was the last game in that kind of format. It was the last one before the whole industry changed, and I think that you couldn't end on a higher note. Personally, very nicely said. Uh, the lore, little bits of lore that we got. Cassidy, Farah's comics coming out now. I think the lore got upgraded. I don't. I don't remember what this year. I think last year it got really Ooh. upgraded and set a new standard. So they've just been continuing that. Mm -hmm. Can I? Listen, okay. <laughs> Where's where this gonna go? Hold on. Love story games. I, if you've never seen, I I'm playing Halo right now. I'm, I'm crush. I'm doing like every side quest, every bounty. I've been playing Red Dead. People go bananas over my Red Dead playthrough because I just I'm just Thanos. I just I try to keep <laughs> everything in check. Like there must always be good, it must be bad, and I have just mercilessly slaughtered so many people. But also, I've also saved every single person that I could. It's just this balance. But Overwatch lore, absolutely in zero case, other than the the, the shorts, like the animated shorts, appeals to me about this much. And I think that there's many others that it appears to this much because there's no in-game connection to it. And people play the game for the game. If you write a comic and put it on Twitter or on your website, I just don't really care. And I think that there's a lot of good storytelling in there. And maybe, and I'm honestly, I'm big on Overwatch 2 PvE. I think the PvE is going to be sick. I, I Seagull has talked about it a ton. He's super excited for it. I'm excited for it. I think it's going to be big pog. And I think that's a great way to bring the lore in. But until then, I could, I could not give a single shit. That's less, a great take. Honestly. That's a great take. I agree. So. Fair, fair. Um, and yeah, we've kind of alluded to the lawsuit scandals, but the Cassidy name change. Any, any, anything anyone wants to add on that front? Because that's if you're just one of the people. Yeah, if you're one of the people that just constantly like 
like tries to correct people and say McCree, I hate you. I think you're just weird. And stop being edgy. Yeah. Stop doing those that. guys are, are that, that ship sailed. It's not important. If yeah. you still think it's funny to when someone says Cassidy to be like Humigolo, like bro, just reassess your look. Life. Nobody, I, nobody I, it depends on like what people are saying in ranked because like there's a difference. If you make a between, call on it's a wrong thing, that's fine. Yeah, like, I don't. I don't yeah, yeah. Like, no like, just, if you type Cassidy in the comments and someone goes, "You mean McCree?" Yeah, those guys. I, nobody has a problem with you accidentally calling him McCree. I think that it's I the guys were like. No, please. No, you must call them. No, I didn't hug you enough. I know. That, that's, listen, we, we have bigger fish to fry <laughs> than, than that one for everyone's okay. sake. So, you know, it's, it is what it is. So that basic, that's it, sadly. That's basically all we got in 2021 that I can think of. Uh, <laughs> unless there's anything. And then, run. Anything unless we missed. So uh, you we guys said I was now. reaching on the elevators? I don't know about that. <laughs> we were reaching. Yeah, we that had to reach. That was one of the biggest in-game changes <laughs> we got. That's oh, actually what probably the most competitive. Oh, that's true. Uh, the yeah, shadow getting removed. Oh, dude. <laughs> they took my one thing, dude. <sighs> Wait, I know exactly how to light a little fire. It's not this podcast if we don't stir up a bit of trouble. Let's am go, I right? Let's go. Let's so, go. if Ledge Dash gets removed, you know exactly where I'm going with this one, boys. If Ledge Dash gets removed, Ryan B Hop gets removed. Uh, Super Jumps next, Mercy Man. It's just letting y'all know. Oof. Sam, not, bro, not, why are you trying to get Twitter to that? Why are you trying to get Twitter to destroy you, bro? I, I actually like just that's just for people to crop stuff out of context, just because I know they always do it. For the record, I actually like Super Jump, and I think that it should be incorporated as an ability because it would help lower rank mercies be able to get more proactive with the hero and help them climb, so they don't feel useless. I think it's cool personally. I but I also like the hop tatter shatter and ledge dash. So like why that was not? that was the stupidest thing to remove. I can't believe they did that. That actually <laughs> hurt my soul. I actually asked why did you guys do that and I got no answer. And I'm I'm not gonna lie. I'm, that listen, I listen, I, I'm coming back. You know what? I'm putting it on my agenda for tomorrow. Y'all better watch out. <laughs> oh, no. I'm hijacking the conversation. Yeah, I know you guys want to talk about this, but I have a question first. But one minute. Hold up. <laughs> It wasn't even like it was breaking the game or anything. It wasn't even like it was, it was like super. Anyways, anyways. So with that covered, let's conclude then and come to concluding thoughts. I want you guys to give me your big picture wishes for 2022. Potentially the year that, well, we will definitely get the first look at or watch two in its serious form. Who knows whether we get anything substantial. We get a beta, we get the full game, who knows? So all of those variables put, to, you know, put to one side. What is our big picture wishes for 2022 for Overwatch, starting with Sam? Well, I mean, at first I want I want to tip the hat and say I think that we I think that we got the worst out of the way. I think that everyone kind of felt tension building for years surrounding Overwatch and the direction it was being taken, and I think that that bubble has now bursted. So we are back in the growth phase, which I think is is very good. Um, I would my my biggest wish list is to see us be competitors again. Like I loved it when Overwatch was competing with everybody to be number one, and I think that's where this game deserves to be. I think it deserves to be at the top of the industry. I think this game is going to be the game that brings the world together in a way that we've never seen, and I am damn proud to be a part of that community, no matter what. Like you know, and I I think that next year is the year that this development team gets it done and i think that there's a there's a fire in everyone's belly i'm excited i, I want to see you know i, I just want to see consistent content i want to see things that to, that really make content creators feel like assets to blizzard so that we can go out and help advertise for them and bring people to the game and we get treated as such um whether that be through formatting uh, with support a creator program like every other game title has 
uh, consistent cosmetics, things to give give us things to push for you. Like we we want to be assets. That's what we want to be. So enable us to help you help yourself. Um, I am actually really excited for PVE. I'm a huge Borderlands fan. I love the Borderlands series. I actually am really excited for Wonderlands too to come out soon. I'm gonna be grinding that. Um, but I I think that. I'm ready to see Overwatch ex truly expand for the first time since Junkenstein's Revenge first came out on what it could potentially be. And I'm really excited to see it really tap into that potential going into 2022. And I hope that we really get that with Overwatch 2. Well said. I want, I want to quickly uh, piggyback on that and say that I really share Sam's optimism. I think we'll look back and say 2021 was the worst year for Overwatch ever. I'm hopeful that we'll never have a... I don't think we'll... Overwatch 2 all willing. I don't think we'll ever have a worse year. So we go, we survived that and we're here. So that's that's something to think about, right? Or something to think about. Cost. And what cost? <laughs> Slats, over to you. I have two. One selfish and one for the community. For the community tournaments. I think that even if the prize pool doesn't have to be crazy, you know, having more of them, I, I genuinely want to call on Overwatch League teams. I think that you guys are, are are severely need to, to look at you need to severely take a look at what is the best thing for this game and what can bring the absolute most value. Now I know that you know uh, teams especially run on a very thin bottom thin line of, of profitability and, and most of them run I I'm pretty sure most run in the negative except I think Shock talked about being like the first. Uh, in the positive uh, team, um, you know, for 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 actually making back money that they spent. Regardless, though, I think especially when a rush two comes out, etc., you're gonna have a lot of people. You're gonna have a lot of those big gaming orgs like TSM come just barging back in, hundred thieves, etc., and they're gonna want they're gonna want a big slice of the pie. I think that now especially right now to if one to get us to, to the rush two and two to start being the, the gold standard. Um, it's kind of on not only us as the community. I mean, like, Hey, project carriers, we're kind of doing our part. We just, we just made a whole balance patch, you know, like we're, we're trying to, we're trying to make content for everybody. And the overwatch league has done great. The overwatch league as a whole has done great. I'd like to see more of the teams put on tournaments like the defiant did. Now, I know that Defiant had, did it the exact same time, so I don't honestly know much about their tournament um, as as the Overwatch tournament, etc. But imagine we got into a world where every three weeks or every month we were getting a tournament. Let's say we got an Overwatch tournament every three months, and then Overwatch League teams were running one every month, you know, and you had a point where the entire community was keeping itself going um, and, and having a return on that somehow, you know, I, I mean... Play Overwatch has showed us that, yeah, like, would there have been better if there was a, bro a live broadcast? Yes. I've organized tournaments. I've ran tournaments. I know the costs that come across with it. They definitely cut costs by not having a live broadcast. Could you do something about that? I'm sure there's casters and there's members of this community that would absolutely love to cast games on their behalf. Um, I, I, I absolutely know so because casters went back and casted some of the matches that were from the quarters semi quarter semis and and finals on their own time so i don't think that that wouldn't have been something that could have been worked out um but regardless though i think that that is the number one way to keep people remembering and to keep people fighting into the game and remembering what this game truly is 
And I think part of what that made old Overwatch so good, if you remember back 2016, 17, 18, there was a lot of tournaments back then, especially when Overwatch League wasn't formed yet. You know, of course you had your massive Apex tournament, but like there were tons of small tournaments at the same weekdays. time. It was yeah, they, What was it called? Oh my God. You remember that? It was Daily Envision Aware, Always Play. Melee. Um, oh, melee? Man. No. The, there, no, there was melee too, but there was a weekly, there was a weekly tournament that Envision and McGravy yeah. always played in, and like Dante and like on his original. It wasn't team ESL, was it? No, it was. Oh my, idiot! Damn. He'll come to you. Um, he'll come to you. Don't worry. Continue. Sorry. Sorry. Well, like talking about VP and hex casting. That, that's the one I remember. That was like the more oh, the yeah. bigger one. Maybe what you're talking about was before that. I can't remember. But like pointing the way though, there was a lot of tournaments back then, you know. And there was a lot of storylines and all players that got built up through those. And when Overwatch League came around, like they were snatching those players up left and right. And there was a lot behind it. A lot of content creators were made. The biggest content creator now on Twitch was made during that fire. You yeah, know, yeah. see. <laughs> so like there was a lot of stuff that was in those and a lot of storylines and a lot of things people loved and remembered. And I think that's something that we could really, really, really latch into. And I know play Overwatch can't do it on their own. You know, community run tournaments are, are not, I mean, like content creator run tournaments is like, you know, you're kind of asking a lot of one, one content creator to, to make a tournament like that. A lot of us don't have the resources for that. Like even Fran's tournament, like Fran's tournament took a lot of effort. You know, like I remember Fran had to do a, a stupid amount of work to, to, to make that happen. Um, and especially like in the off season with a lot of Overwatch league teams, I think this is a good time. I, I, that's my call to action is for Overwatch League teams to maybe think about stepping out and having their tournaments. I know Boston has stuff for collegiate and stuff like that, and that's great. Um, but something for all players and something for all players to of Overwatch to have. Uh, I think that's something that they could. What we should think about uh, asking or having going forward. My selfish. Now this is where I get a little bit more. I don't know. I don't have a better word other than selfish, I guess. Um, for what I want to see for Overwatch is I want to stop seeing the numbers crash as hard as they are. If you look at January Overwatch uh, last year, or this year, sorry, we're averaging around somewhere around 22,000 viewers a month. Uh, and if you look at the year before that, it was pretty much still on par, except for when Echo released, it had a big jump, but then it kind of like stayed like yeah. around the 25K mark for about six, seven months. And then as we got into this year, February, March, it starts to drop to where in September it had dropped 50%. It went from 22K to 10. Actually, more than 50% drop. That is not sustainable. Now, like, now, if you have like graphs of something like, you know, goes over time and declines and has a state of like, you know, where it's decaying, like, you know, typically it's a very slow, like, decline curve. And Overwatch had that decline curve. But then it just had this massive drop in the last six or in like six months. And that's unheard of, you know? And as a content creator, Overwatch is our livelihood. Okay. Like, let's be honest. It is reckless to sit there and look at it and go, oh, like, I only, I just want to play this game and this game only. And, and I want it to work and I want it to make it work. Yes. And I think that for everyone in this, in this call, that's the case. If it looks like the tides aren't changing and the numbers keep dropping as fast as they are, people are going to be in trouble real quick. And I don't want that to happen. 
So my number one goal is to start to see those things kind of start to turn around. You know, us have something to to deliver as content, not just reusing the same thing over and over. I don't want to be asked to do an unranked GM again. Um, I've never I've never done one for stream. I'm so sick of people coming in and asking them for me. They're, they're just the most overused content at this point. I'm done mm -hmm. with it. Um, I'm done with hearing it. I want something new. I want something fresh. I want something we can latch on to, whether it's tournaments, something, whatever it might be. Something to keep us from falling as fast as we are. Because I'm someone who's a super motivated individual. I when I when I finish my stream, I'm never done for the day. I take I spend a bunch of time like looking at other communities, you know, other content creators, like what do they do, things that they do well, things that I could learn from. Could I apply something to Overwatch? Would that be cool for my community? Is that something fun I could do here? I always go at least a couple hours after my stream. I still keep going with YouTube, Twitch, etc., looking at new platforms. It's very demotivating for me as a human to put as much value as i do into overwatch and as much work as i do into my craft into streaming into content creation and see how small the returns have gotten since and i'm not talking even financially i'm talking about you know followers per per day or per stream or whatever it's like a quarter of what it was back in march or yeah. january and i am a very different streamer than when i was then size wise because I've had a, a series kickoff on YouTube that exploded. Um, I've had like many, many other opportunities. You would think that you would see the numbers upscale from all that stuff happening, but realistically, they're either stagnant or down. And that's a very scary, scary thing to see for all the effort that's being put in, not seeing it grow. As if you would be in a different community, you would see it grow exponentially. Yeah. Um, and I don't want to be reckless but i also have a giant love for this game so yeah. I, I i definitely want to see in 2021 how that pans out and i have a very high hope that we can kind of turn that around not only selfishly but for my other content creator friends around me yeah yeah well said frito glad to give a really great speech i'll try to keep mine brief I want honest communication. There's a lot of crazy things that we just laid out that are serious, like problems. And I just, I, I need to feel like we've got the momentum of the teamwork of creators and the devs on the same page, because for a big history of this game, it's felt like there was one idea and that's all we're doing. And anybody else is a forum troll. That's what it felt like. And, uh, I'll say scoreboard again. I don't, I don't, I don't, I think the, the results kind of speak for themselves on some of these points that I'm just sick of arguing about it. Like, like the argument's been had, but you didn't win. So now you take the L, which I think they're kind of doing, right? They're like, well, probably a bad idea for us to ignore our community for years when every other game gets them in and then everyone gets happy all of a sudden. It's weird. It's like, it's almost yeah. like they know it's a something. successful product. Yeah. I'm not saying we, they, we know everything. I'm just saying yeah. I want to be involved in that communication and it to feel honest because the truth is, a lot of this stuff, like, uh, I've been kind of quiet about 5v5 and Overwatch 2 in this call today. Uh, buckle in is my <laughs> statement to everybody. I think it's going to be worse. I think wherever your expectations are, like, you need to lower them for, on so many different levels for Overwatch 2. It's going to take a while because if we're not, if, if they haven't really dealt with some of the foundational things that are going to be a problem, I think it's going to feel like a step back before it's a step forward. And that's tricky. Like, we're going to have to be, like, kind of, with them on that because the truth is 
I think there was probably an internal delay, some internal struggles that we're not going to know about until like five years. I think like what they have shown us is way less than what we expected from this time. So it's like, it's, it's more than just Jeff leaving. It's more than the turmoil. And like, there's a lot of things at play. Okay. Um, so I, I want to feel like an ally in that, not like the enemy, not like all oh, the evil media that just paints Blizzard in the wrong light all the time, yeah. which is, is kind of a thing. But yeah. uh, it doesn't have to be like that. Like we can we can build this together, and uh, you know they're they're starting to let us in with that a little bit, and and they'll take some of these things seriously. But there's there's a lot more they have to do. Like it's like a little peek, little peek into the the walk it was just said crawl walk run okay so we're, we're we're like walking now and it's like oh well this might work like let's see the run because we're gonna need to be running next year when we have a game that's new supposedly right like we it's it's here so we better start talking about this and it, it, it that's got to get worked out otherwise it's gonna be messy like what you don't want to see okay overwatch 2 pro build i don't want to make a video with littered with flaws we all saw coming okay i do not want to do that do not make me do that i want to be like well this is promising and at least they're addressing that and they're listening to this and guys look how fun this new character is which we should have with the new build and whatnot like like we know what the formula is for interest in this game and we know how to kill this game so let's stop doing the bad things and do more of the good things <laughs> uh, i it's Plus about one. as deep as we're going to get three hours into this call so three hours three hours two and a half two two and a half are you serious sam's yeah, like, dude, i feel like i just want to say i haven't felt like this since i used to like flats i was a ryan player in season three um back <laughs> happened, in season man. three what happened i started playing genji where my heart belonged um and was disappointed before you were, uh, but, <laughs> but, 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 but I, I just, it just, it's really crazy how time flies when you're doing something you love. And I'd like to add on to my wish. I, I want overwatch to be like that again. I used to be able to stream the game for 12 hours every day. And I could have played that tournament for 12 hours. So to reiterate, Frito said like, do what works. Do what people love. Do what makes game of the year. We want to. We don't want. We want to be complimentary. It's just been really freaking hard. Like it's. I don't know. And let me ask you a question. Yeah. When you got off the first day of the tournament, did you feel like kind of? I don't know what the the word is. Like kind of like tingly intense. You were like, I want to play again right now, right now, right now, and you couldn't sleep. I. I did. I um. I, I don't know how to describe it. To, that, on, on, like, day one, like to on day one. I'm gonna go again. On day one. Um. All of my friends in Cincinnati, there was a giant convention called SantaCon. They all went out to the bars and stuff, and they were pestering me to go out, and I locked my door, and I secretly played on an all all day. That says a lot, dude. Yo, I, I forgot Damn. to mention this. The experimental card, uh, this is a really important point, because, like, SB keeps bringing up, like, it's the creators and not really the community and whatnot getting clued in. The community loved this card, dude. Like, and I think a lot of that mm. is, is flats. Like, you know, everyone else did their job too, but the most radical changes, I guess the support's getting tuned back too. I, Violet was sleeper. Yeah. Violet did a great job. Everyone did a good yeah. job, but I'm just saying, I felt like flats took the lead on that. I don't, I don't know if mm. I'm uh, miss uh, categorizing it, but I'm trying to, I'm trying to give my man props on this. And, and, and those queue times, ten days later, were still like quick play esque. Okay, so the, the again scoreboard. People like this, and it's not yeah. it's not just benefiting creators. Like people were excited to come on and actually play the game again, and 
I think you guys deserve all three of you deserve deserve uh, props yeah. on that. But I, I got think a it, lot it, of tweets, a lot of good tweets. It start it starts with the way it feels to interact with the game, and I think like we started mm. with the show wit. That's the main tank. And if, if if we were playing a different meta, if you made it some different like sniper meta or something, I think people would not be as happy, right? So I uh, you know anyway. So that's my yeah. little spiel. I wanted to go on. I really wanted to bring that up earlier. I forgot about it. Yeah, but yeah. Big success. My, yeah, my buddy I, who plays Ryan. Sorry, you go ahead, SBB. No, you go, you go, you go. He's my buddy who plays Ryan who literally has had to quit the game. He was so over it. Like, he, like, while he was in school, he was like, I can't cue comp because it literally makes my life miserable. And he loves Reinhardt. He's played Reinhardt since day one, right? I cued the experimental with him. And when I tell you, it literally sounded like a kid at Christmas, a 10 year old. He charged across the map. Got in there with Nano, shatters one shots in Orissa. Oh! oh, like that's what I remember. <laughs> that's the Overwatch I remember. The playmakers, the Reinhardt. Like I could play Ryan matches all day. And then the icing on the cake was the the it was a my our buddies is that it was a patch made for Blake because the icing on the cake was the voice line and the visual of blocking shatter mm. and him just being like get dumpster like the mind games like that's it's just it was glorious just absolutely glorious scoreboard as frito says perfect. i think i think it's like a real testament to simply like why we when we say we want content creators to be involved more i think this is like a testament to why is because at least some you know not maybe not all content creators but most content creators understand what people want because their entire job is to interact with their community all day and figure out what they like and i think what flat state was like you know what i think the community really get a kick out of when when the Ryan blocks a shatter, a little voice line comes <laughs> out. Like it's such like a quality of life thing that really indicates that someone understands what gives like a player like a little giggle, which is obviously what a job of a dev is too. But that's where you kind of have a mutual relationship where you know you lean on the other guy. Like actually, this would be really funny. I think the community the community really get a kick out of this. So yeah, again, kudos on that. And I think to finish that point, I think I would love to see more of the community get involved as well because I think a lot of us contributors played. In the future, I would love to see, and I've told the devs about it, I'd love to see, like, tournaments that maybe have SR limits so that, you know, players who are, like, you know, in gold or whatever, they can kind of play and have that same experience and, and not feel like they're going to get, like, destroyed. Even though getting destroyed was a good experience as well, and I learned a lot personally, but I still think, you know, not everyone wants to go up against Muma and get shit on and, and use that as a learning experience, so... Yeah, I didn't more, play that more, bad. I, I did. <laughs> He's talking about I'm talking about myself. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I got, dis <laughs> I got. Dis it's it's funny because, like I said, we all. Got, I got. Dis I was also riding against Muma Flats. I feel your pain. I was also oh, there. Jesus. So I was also getting shat on, uh, on ping. By the way, I want to justify myself. I was on yeah, ping. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Um, I felt bad when you guys were playing with Winston Comp. I guess I was like, man, I already tried that. That ain't gonna work. Yeah, we were trying it, and I was like, guys. I just literally, had, I said partway through, I was like, guys, please, can we just try the Ryan variant? Like, I'm just getting fucked, please. Uh, we actually anyways. had some good success with Winston on um, Buzzworld against that, but we went Somber Reaper. Mm. I actually had to swap off. I was going to mention this way earlier when you were talking about that stuff because everyone's like, "Oh, Ryan was so buff." Whatever. I actually had to swap off Ryan on uh, on Buzzworld because we we couldn't we couldn't make it work. They were playing poke and we couldn't get close to them. Even on even with Giga Chad, Ryan didn't work. I had to go Arissa. We played Sam with ours to get the speed. I, I had a TP down every fight to get to proc speed boost or like TP in. And then we just use that constantly in the sim walls to engage. Damn. Smart. It's fun. Just, you would have liked just, it. You were you were in the back line the whole time. It would have been great. Yeah. My sim's <laughs> cracked. That's all I can say. My sim, sim is good. Sim is good. Yeah. Broken. Broken hero. Yeah. Just fun stuff. And more, more, of the, more of that same, I think. Uh, for me, I think another sort of philosophical point is I'd, I'd love to just see Overwatch on the map again and Overwatch like vibrant again. Because, you know... Mm -hmm. 
Well, I, I started making watch content by the time it was already kind of on the downturn. So when when I started, it was like, uh, oh, Overwatch. Yeah, I know that game. And then it went to like, Overwatch. Oh, do, do people still play that game? And now when I'm like, I'm an Overwatch content creator, people are like, what? Yeah. What, what's that? I've never yeah, heard of like, it. What are you talking about? I've never heard of that game. Wait, so well, I'll, I'll download it <laughs> if it's free. That's what they always tell me. Yep, yep, yep. yep. Yeah. SCB. So, Ugh, yeah. So There's actually another. The, the, we used to use Apex as an example for a game that died off and got brought back to life. You know, Fortnite was like, you know, how Fortnite was like kind of starting to slide off the map. Mm. They've kind of revived themselves again. Have you noticed? I don't know if you've seen, but like, yeah, it's like oh. popping again. Oh, yeah. They 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 brought it back to life again. Like, it's proven it can be done. You know. Well, there's a lot of games like that now. Like Minecraft is another. Like Minecraft just keeps going, man. Like this. We were Minecraft talking about earlier in our chat. I'm, it's just I'm, like they found never... the well of whatever the yeah. fuck that's called, like the fountain of youth. Well of eternity. Well of eternity. Yeah, that, that, that game can that game is just forever gonna be like popping. Not forever. Yeah. Actually, I have a funny story about Minecraft because that's obviously where I came from. Uh, we told them their PvP changes were bad, and uh, the developer laughed in our face at TwitchCon. And uh, then the game slowed down for like three straight years. That's right when Overwatch came out, and then they changed it back. And guess what happened, guys? <laughs> guess what happened? Take a look in take a look in the chat. I, you, you know me, boys. Take guess which one is which. Oh, Sam's got his graphs out again. <laughs> oh, he's got the graphs out. Yep. Chat. Yeah. It, there's an upturn. Uh, there's an upturn. I'm yeah. guessing yellow is Minecraft. Overwatch is blue, or no blue. Overwatch is red. It's got to be red. <laughs> Come um, on, flats. That, that, uh, it, it's the yellow is too high. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, the, the the yellow one's got to be Minecraft, right? Yeah. So what's wait? What's the blue one? Fortnite. Oh yeah, that makes sense. Because I was gonna say Overwatch one. That that fucking that looks like a pay, hospital patient. That. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, actually, oh my god. That, that, that guy's actually, dead. Yeah. That guy's dead. Do not resuscitate. <laughs> Do not resuscitate. That's um. That's over five years worldwide Google trends. Oh, it's been dead that long. Wow. Well, what, okay. Overwatch. I mean, well, we haven't been dead. It's it, the problem with again the thing that we kind of brought up is it's just been a steady decline, right? Like all these other titles have innovated and like work with content creators, and you see at least one or two years that are higher than the previous year, and we've just never innovated like that. So it's unlucky. Mm -hmm. anyway. Well, here's to hoping that that will get better. Here's to hoping yep. that 2022 is the year it starts to turn around for us. Because like I said, I, I do think 2021 was. Probably the worst year in Overwatch's history. The devs feel it too, so so show some sympathy, you know, guys. When you know we 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 rant at the devs and we say shit, but also remember to show some sympathy. Like they're they're also feeling it. If you know they they know, they're not clueless. They're not like Overwatch is great. What do you mean? Like I think they know yeah. as well as much as we do. Yeah. So here's to hoping it goes better. Any any other things you guys want to add before I let you get going? And thank you so much for your time once again. And it's been a it's been a great year talking to you guys. You know, even if we don't get to call. Yeah. Before the end of the year it's been a blast mm -hmm. talking to you guys this year uh I've, i'll start off with the i just want to say thank you to uh all the overwatch team i for for being responsive you know i've kind of been out of the loop the last six months um but from what i've seen i've seen nothing but positive things and heard nothing from positive things and it's really important and this is something i want the community to understand and i was really really mad at the community a couple weeks ago when the effort is made and you don't acknowledge it as a community, you are part of the problem. And from what I've seen, and I'm one of the most brutally honest people you'll see 
talking about this stuff, the effort is being made and it's important as a community that we acknowledge it. So, because if, the, if you don't acknowledge it, what do you, how do you think they're going to receive it? Well, these people aren't grateful anyway. Why would we even bother working with them? And now granted, while that probably shouldn't be the response, it, it is what it is. So when mm -hmm. you see the effort and you see a human being or a team make the effort, it's imperative that you acknowledge it or you are part of the problem. Don't be a part of the problem. Thank you, Blizzard, for putting in the effort, especially this experimental. I think the worst of it's behind us, and we are looking forward to moving forward and making this game the best in the world as its rightful place, in my opinion. Cosine. Plus one. Last thing to add? I mean, spot on. It's, it's, yeah. it's funny, actually. A lot of people uh, a lot of people that wondered when that came out were saying to me, like, oh, there's so many negative responses. I go, Where? And they're like, oh, like they're like on on Twitter. I go, don't see a single one. They're like, what about in the forums? I go, listen to me. Have, have have you ever seen someone go on the forums for a good reason? Like, <laughs> like, like if you if you're if you're satisfied with a restaurant, do you go on their Yelp? No, you just fucking you just leave. You, you know, tell like your, you, you just, tell your buddies about it, and you go again the next week. Yeah, exactly. You don't go online and start writing yeah. shit. You go online to start writing shit if you got something to bitch about. That's a very small minority. And I'm not seeing it in my Twitter Twitter sphere because I don't follow the people like that. Well, that's the it. number. The numbers don't lie, right? As Frito said, the queue times were still down. The numbers don't lie, baby. The numbers yeah. are good. Ball don't lie. All right. Ball don't lie. And on that optimistic pulse note, which is what you know what we want to bring. Uh, thank you guys for your time again. I hope you guys in the call and you guys watching all have a wonderful holiday season, whatever you celebrate or don't celebrate. Enjoy the rest of your year. If we don't hear from you guys, we'll be back for 2022. Hopefully, lots of more positive stuff to talk about. So, thank you guys for. There'll be something to talk about. There'll be something. We'll find something. Positive, yeah. I hope, but but there's going to be new stuff for sure to discuss. Yeah. Yes. And so here's to that. And thank you guys. Have a good one. Peace. Bye bye.